Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is comics time because we are talking Justice League. Spoilers up the ass for this one because we will be talking it inside and out because I got I got a lot of stuff I want to say about the Justice League movie. Uh, joining me today, Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> uh, also joining us today, Adam Bolesky from the HI 101 Podcast. How's it going, Big Shoots? Not too bad, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Good, this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we have this particular panel for, for this movie. Um, I saw it last night, so I've had about 24 hours to digest it. You guys are right out to shoot on this one, are you not? Finished about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, so yeah, these will be the hottest of hot takes from you guys. Um, I'm going to say this. We've got some extremely terrible movies from the DCEU, uh, BVS and Suicide Squad among them. We've got some. We've got one really good one. Yes. In Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about one that I'm gonna say is, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> like I, I was like, okay, all right. Stuff I that liked. Stuff I didn't like. But overall. Pleasant experience. Unlike BVS, I would go see this again and probably will at some point watch again. Still haven't watched BVS a second time. I've watched the like the Batman beating the guys up in the warehouse sequence on YouTube a bunch of times and the fight oh, sure. between Batman and Superman on YouTube a bunch uh, yeah, of times. Isolated three-minute clips. <laughs> yeah, but nothing else from, from BVS. And quite frankly, BVS sucked, but if you can't find joy in those two scenes, then you're just an awful person is what I'll say. Um... Miller, what was your hot take? Uh, like, 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 how did you feel about Justice League? I'm in a similar boat to yours. I wouldn't say it's okay. Yeah. I would say that it's bad, but not as bad as Batman vs Superman. Okay. Adam, your your take on on the Justice League? I want to take that movie. I want to cut it down to approximately three minutes of a <laughs> Russian family <laughs> trapped within a tiny cottage. Yeah. Oh my god! Fearing for their lives, driving off aliens with bookcases strategically placed around. And I want to call it a day. We'll yeah. just post, post that. I will watch it over and over. It was lovely. It the was real heroes wrenching. <laughs> yep. And that's all I want to take. They had a line and a half of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. In in Russian. Oh, and it was getting to the point where they would show up on screen and I would pop my fist in me. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going. The only thing I would change is I wanted the dad to fire the shotgun in the air at the end when he was standing in the truck. Beautiful. Oh god. Um. Other than that, trash. Yeah. I mean, plot line wise, it's it's about as silly as you can kind of get. But I mean. It's it's another. There's aliens invading, and we've got like a sky beam shooting in the end. At end, and we've got a, a, a vaguely kind of defined villain. And uh, I mean, the villain. I would say here's what I, I'll say. And this is a podcast for another day. But at one point, we should go through and create the tiers of all of the the comic book movie villains we've gotten over the last uh, decade. And we okay. should, and we so should. Uh, we do this all time because no, be I mean maybe we can do it all time, but obviously this is another well, podcast. But like we should, we should put it 
you know, that we should not rank them, but we should put them into different tiers, I think. And I, I think that this Steppenwolf would fall somewhere in the tier with the Dark Elf bad guy from, from, from yeah, Malekith from Thor the Dark World, where it's like he has this vaguely defined, like he looks mean and just has this vaguely defined background, and you're like, all right, whatever, proceed, right? Like, like we got... The first Avengers, where there was like a four-minute scene of Loki arguing with Alexis Denisov pressed as a, a, an alien monster. Mm-hmm. That was Steppenwolf. Yeah. I this, mean, is, this is Avengers colon search for the Deseret colon. This time there's three. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, like, yeah. I, I Take the bad guy out of it. I mean, I just, I'll say this about the Justice League. I think they're, like, I, I walked out of BVS and you were there, Miller. And I, 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 like, I walked out of Batman versus Superman and I just, I was shaking my head ad nauseum. And I, I tried not to do that with this Justice League movie because I am super close to the source material. And I yes. do try to not to be that guy when when it when it comes to it. Now I'll I'll be that guy later. I, with, I try and fail to not be that guy. I agree. They didn't make it easy on you if you're a Batman guy in this one. They did not make it easy on you. I'll I'll say that there there are some Batman moments, and we'll get to where I'm just like, man, that has a chance to be the the least Batman moment in the history of of Uh-oh. of movie of Batman and we'll, movie. We'll probably agree on a few of those. Yeah, I've see, got a list. See, see Batman guy checking in here, so. I might not be a little. I might not be quite as receptive to this as uh, Rastiel. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I do. I honestly think that there's more good than bad in this movie. Uh, unlike in 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 Batman versus Superman, because Batman versus Superman, I walked out and I was just like, like like the like the Lex Luthor motivation on from a storytelling and a tonal frequency made absolutely no sense whatsoever. And this one, it's like, yeah, we've got the bad guy who's just this generic bad guy who's trying to collect these magic MacGuffins to take over the world. But it's like, yeah, every comic book movie's like that, except for certain... At least you do that. Yeah, right? So they focused a little bit more on the six guys, and because... I mean, the thing that dragged the movie a little bit was, unlike the Avengers movie, they didn't each get their individual story, so you've got to kind of do the backstory explanation. So you get scenes that you get an action sequence. That was kind of cool, which was Steppenwolf stealing the, the uh, mother box from Atlantis. And then uh, Mira queen of exposition basically has a conversation in a bubble with <laughs> Jason Momoa. And it's like, it, it, and they're just dropping his, his like his absolute ex, like every bit of exposition on so his because character. It was in a bubble, because it was in a bubble because yeah. it was, as exposition i'm referring to it as a speech bubble mm-hmm. and, uh, and let's be clear it wasn't good exposition no no it didn't do a good job of explaining aquaman at all no telling us things we couldn't guess yeah it, it was it, so for that e, e, that was not great but i say well let me ask you this let's start with adam of the six who do you think came out looking the best in this movie Oof. ah that's a tough one um I might have to go with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I think, I, uh, like, to me, the conversation... Sorry, go ahead. Give your explanation for, for well, Wonder Woman. I, I was just going to say, she's the most consistent, she's the most mm-hmm. well-developed, she's the most likable, I would say. Um, and yeah, the rest of the movie, I know, we'll, I know we'll get into this deeper, but the rest of the movie had all of these people trying to crack jokes, and I'm using the word joke very liberally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she steered away from that, I, I think, really rescued her character. Like, I, I completely agree with you that 
this version that they have, this Gal Gal Gadot version of Wonder Woman, this Diana Prince, is is obviously the best thing they have going right now in the DCEU. Not even close. Number one with a bullet. And she, again, like, she has it on, like, it's just hilarious, because of the big three, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, she's the one who has this DCEU on her back right now, right? And, oh, yeah, and for, for lack of, like, we've all seen that that meme that they have the one superhero panel where Wonder Woman's got Batman and Superman over both shoulders and it's just like, don't worry, I got this. And she's just running them through like the yeah. shit. Um, if I can offer a different opinion quickly, go ahead. Uh, not that I disagree with the fact that Wonder Woman begrudgingly had to carry this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to sound very similar to something I said during our BBS review. Um, but I think that Superman came off pretty well in this movie he, by two of only being in it by for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. So heard and, this one before. And they put some color in the suit at the end of the movie right now. They we put can... some color in the suit. They had him talking to podcast kids in the cold open. Yeah. They uh, had him rescuing people instead of watchingly murdering them, which I think is a step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they had him throwing punches at people who could take punches. And yeah. Even, and also Batman, who couldn't take a punch and should have died. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if and and much like when I said this, the same thing about Wonder Woman in BVS, you know, she was my favorite person in it, by only by virtue of her only being in it for about ten minutes. Um, Clark Kent was my favorite in this, by virtue of him only being in it for about fifteen. Um, but uh, you know, maybe they and the steps they took with him are in the right direction. You know, he actually, you know, is a guy saving people. He's a guy being a decent guy. He's joking around with Barry Allen at the end and so on. That's great, yeah. He's being being Superman, what I've always wanted. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I'm hoping, hoping against hope, much as I did with uh, Wonder Woman, that they take that lesson going into the next Superman solo movie. Yeah, I I agree. Because I'll say this. Um, Anytime Amy Adams was on the screen, it was a drag. Like, they they gave her nothing to work with i'd say every time she was on i just wanted her off that said that moment where they have the conversation in the cornfield yeah very superman but when yeah. she she goes when when she goes uh she says something to the effect of like you know i'm upset that you got healed so quickly or something because now you've got to go do you know you got to go save the world and stuff and uh, she's she's like but you got to come back here so we can do whatever i don't remember the exact line of dialogue but then Henry Cavill looks down on her and he gets the really nice close up and he just goes, "Yes, ma'am," or whatever. That "Yes, ma'am" he gave yep. was so earnest and and whatnot. I just that was the closest they've come, I think, in this Hen- Henry Cavill era of Superman to getting that character right. Just those two words of him going like, "Yes, ma'am," and then it was just like, oh, "Okay, that now you're getting it." That's like it was just this this light this this. Moment of light for this character in this this weird, dark, emo, don't be special Superman that they've tried to create, yeah. and it was just, it was just like, man, maybe they'll finally flip it and get it right, and then he was I'll, just. I'll agree with you with an yeah. asterisk because I felt yes. like Henry Cavill put a Texas draw on that line. <laughs> he did a little bit, yeah, he he did a little bit. He tried to put a little Southern twang on it, and I mean, we can talk all day about how this Superman ex machina that they did a little bit at the end was. Yeah, whatever. I'm just like whatever. I'm like whatever. It's 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 fine. It makes as much sense as any other comic book solution to people being dead. I'm it, fine. Yeah. Well, no. Just also, I'm I'm more speaking to the terms of like 
they're just like all we've got, they're like they're fighting Steppenwolf and their whole thing is we've just got to stall until Superman gets here and then he can save the day, right? And it was just like, you know, like the second Superman showed up, it was it was it was just a little like Superman ex machina to me, which I'm I'm fine with. Um, what was your take on Aquaman in this one, Adam? You know, I think that's probably the coolest Aquaman has ever looked, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, not hard to do. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like Jason Momoa. He has um, an undeniable presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think hell. what else you could really do with Aquaman to make that work. Mm. So fucking sexy. God, God in heaven. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> that, I'm so fucking sexy. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, what, what am I going to lie? ridiculous by god man's beefcake um i i mean i like (laughs) i mean i i i was glad like the way they did it was like the 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 weird surfer like it just the commercials made it really seem like it was going to be surfer bro and i'm glad it didn't take a full-on dip into that well hold on hold on he did literally surf a a dude (laughs) he did um, yeah, he did. So, I actually enjoyed that little sequence. I thought that, I thought that was fun. I did enjoy that moment when he surfed on a parademon. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, I'll agree with both of you in that he was absolutely still a surfer bro, but yeah. his broiest lines were the ones in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it did like it wasn't a continuous thing, and I did like that bit where. Because there, there was the moment where, you know, they're, they're on the ship and then he starts, like, pouring his heart out randomly. And I, re- I was sitting there going, holy fuck, why is this happening? This is so bad. This is not the guy they've established. And here he is, like, pour- and then they they showed him and he's, like, sitting on the lasso of truth. And he, like, fires it back at Diana and he just leaves pissed off. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, I'll go with that. You gave me a little explanation for why this horrendous amount of dialogue was happening right now and i'm just like all right okay they're getting it there's just seeds of them actually getting it is is that that might have been the most earnest piece of like inter-character moment in that whole movie though and i i think it was maybe the best of a really bad tendency though in that movie Mm -hmm. which was to take a situation make it completely implausible try and make it okay by drawing your attention to that situation but completely failing uh examples why isn't barry digging the grave a lot faster well let's just completely draw attention to it and yeah still not explain why he's not doing it uh same with cyborg at the yeah like why can't cyborg change his arm into a giant like backhoe when bruce and diana are talking yeah and cyborg's just weirdly lurking <laughs> five feet away yeah, yeah. Like, was... why didn't we notice why, why didn't they notice him there well the answer is because diana has to leave talk to him to a, uh, through a computer and tell him that he no, uh, she noticed him there which yeah. makes what which makes bruce wayne the only person who didn't notice. <laughs> yeah i mean it makes no sense, and, and pointing it out, pointing mm-hmm. out the fact that it made no sense, doesn't make it better. Well, it makes it slightly more tolerable, is what I'll say, but yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. My favorite comedic character besides the Russian family. Yeah. Is, is there was a... no comedy there. That was all. That was yeah. all drama. And pluck and, and courage. American tale. Yeah. Uh, um, my favorite character is Incognito Cyborg. Yeah, with his hoodie on. His hoodie, so no one else says my chest and eye are definitely glowing. <laughs> yeah. Send the two uh, most low key people to check out this 
uh, grave robbery, the man who literally gro- glows, and the man who does not shut up. Yeah, the man who doesn't shut up and throws off lightning. <laughs> yeah, jeez. You know, like, you mentioned Cyborg. I thought he came off, I thought, like, I mean, obviously, stuff here and there. I thought he came off looking really good in this. I thought yep. I thought Ray Fisher was excellent. I thought he had the voice. He sounded like uh, Phil Lamar in a lot of something. Like, he did, and in, I, was, in, I was wondering about that, if there was yeah. an ADR or something going on. No, I just, th- I just think they happen to sound alike, and, and it's I really enjoyed that. I thought he was great, and he got to give the booyah at the end, and I, that, like, that was a nice nod to the, you know. He came off a little, and I guess because in this story, um, you know, he's merged with the mother box, and mm-hmm. we'll get around to that, because I got yeah. bones to pick. Oh, boy. But, yeah. uh, in, but he came off a little vision for me. Yeah, he was very distant. Yeah, he's like, listen, I know exactly what's going on, and I'm leading this team now. Yeah, they, they, I don't know, but like, just the stuff he was doing when they just had him stand there, and he was just like scanning the internet with his mind, and standing there, like, you know, they had like the the, the map of the world. He was just like spinning it. I'm just like, oh man, that guy does that in the comic books so often, you know. And it's just, I don't know. I thought I thought they really got it, and then I liked at the end that it was like. Cyborg was the guy who was the key to taking down the mother boxes, not one of the big three, really, even though, like, Superman showed up at the end, and he's like, I need you to help me move this thing, right? And I'm just like, all right, this is this is good. This is good here. This is it, it, There's some, some real good moments of storytelling in there where they got some stuff right, is what yeah. I'm saying. Everyone did feel valuable at the end, which yeah. is rare for an ensemble, except maybe Aquaman. Yeah, a little bit superfluous. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Aquaman mm-hmm. and Diana were basically putting together a Steppenwolf volleyball team at the end there. <laughs> yeah, but like where, where, like why wouldn't you want Aquaman in the middle of the Russian steppes, mm-hmm. basically as far from an ocean as you can get? Yeah, just yeah. another strong guy with a. I love the, the meme that came out when the with the first shots of uh, Aquaman in production, where it's like the fact that Aquaman's trident has five points on it is exactly is like emblematic mm-hmm. of the of everything that's wrong with the DCE. Yeah, so like we'll give it five. Well, then it's no longer a trident, then, isn't it? You bunch yeah. of morons, badass. <laughs> yeah, that's like Zack Snyder all over. It. Yeah, um, I mean. I'll, ra- I'll like I'll rag on Zack Snyder's storytelling all day, but man, can that guy compose an image? I mean, I'll tell you like that that opening shot, like when you first saw the Batman in that movie, and there was just like that two second shot down a a weird pipeline of him sitting on a gargoyle. Jesus, that looked beautiful. I was just like, yes, yes, fucking yes, just for those yeah. like two seconds and then the rest of the movie i was wrestling with i was like hey that's batman hey that's not batman hey that's batman oh boy is that ever not batman <laughs> it's just like that's not batman but if you look closely you can see batman's coffee cups sitting yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not ready to get into batman yet we'll we'll, we'll see uh yeah if we can come back around to that uh, mm-hmm. that shot made me say in my head man you come straight out of a comic strip <laughs> yeah that was that that was really good there was also um there was one shot later when he was uh, swinging around that was a direct pull from from an old school like 1939 cover Miller. It, it was oh, it's beautiful. Um, uh, what were your thoughts on Ezra Miller's take on the Flash, Miller? Uh, <laughs> uh come back to me. <laughs> okay, Adam. Any thoughts on the Flash? <laughs> you know, he falls into a trap that has been going on for. I don't know, 15, 20 years now, which is the whole, um, hey, I'm a cool nerd, but also I don't know how to relate to any people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to stand here and be smart and annoying. And it gets it gets so old and it's so played out. Yeah. I, you know, the, the Flash is normally such, 
welcome comic relief in Justice League storylines, but um, the writers on this movie don't seem to know how to write jokes, intentionally at least. Mm-hmm. And it, it really made him kind of grating, in my opinion. Um, the, the whole brunch monologue, what was that? Yeah. Was that crazy, yeah. random, wacky thing they could think to talk about? They definitely call back to it, too. They do call back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, and then they brought our attention like, back to the bad Fucking thing. why? I know it's Batman, and he remembers everything. He's got an eidetic memory or whatever, but why did he bring that up in conversation with Superman? <laughs> yeah, it, it was... Yeah, we, we could have... They, they could have leaned into the whole, like, uh, you know, mind racing too fast to keep up with other people thing. That's fine, whatever. That's yeah, the classic battle of Barry Allen. But, but, but yeah, it, it didn't come off that way. It just came off like a weird nerd. Yeah. Uh, my take generally is that they played him for a comic relief, mostly in physical comedy. Like, he would say things that were, like Adam's saying, kind of neurotic and seemed kind of tropey and just I could easily dismiss them as not funny and let's get to back to him saying something relevant or actually humorous or just being fast and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did the smart thing with his power set, I think, which is by making him inexperienced and therefore not godlike. Yeah. <laughs> like making dumb mistakes. And, and he's still and tripping stuff. and stuff, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And not doing the thing where it's like, help, I'm being picked up. My leg got cut, so suddenly I'm powerless. It's like, no, dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think the Flash ran kind of weird? Yeah. And also oh, yeah. Was, oh, Ezra Miller has horrible running motion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we got to talk a little bit about that running motion. That it's was bad. bad. Very bad. They needed to bring in Usain Bolt or somebody to just be like, no, dude, that's not how you move not your right. body. <laughs> yeah. In, man, like it'd make all the difference. Yeah, don't flop the goddamn arms around. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I just like. Yeah, that running motion. This is the, and this is a point of contention with me, just as like a sports guy, right? When you do sports movies and stuff, like uh, uh, especially you see it a lot in sports movies where the actors who play pitchers, yeah, just mm-hmm. don't have pitching mo- like pitching motions down whatsoever. Most notably of that is Tim Robbins in Bull Durham, who has one of the worst <laughs> pitching motions of all time. I highly encourage people to go and look it up on YouTube. because She's not saying anything, but Jenny's emphatically agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, because like, Tim Robbins is also like nearly seven feet tall, too, which is not helping his, his, his thing. But like, uh, weirdly, Charlie Sheen had a great pitching motion in the Major League movies, but I, I thought I read somewhere that he used to pitch in college or something, so that would explain why he, like, in some of his shots, yeah. And they do a lot of creative editing and stuff in movies like that, specifically for, for pitching motions, but, yeah, Ezra Miller did, the entire time they did, like, whenever they cut to, like, a slow motion of him running, I was just like, oh, man. It just gives <laughs> you that much more time to pick it apart. Yeah. Pretty oh. much, like, it's like, hey, Ezra, uh, rather than, like, filming you run running at full speed and then slowing it down. Why don't you pretend to run in slow motion? <laughs> yeah. It's like, here I am. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I, like, uh, although Ezra Miller also doesn't, like, not to call back to the fact that he was playing some sort of neurotic nerd in this, but, yeah, he doesn't exactly look like a dude who spends a lot of time running. I'll just say that. So, yeah, maybe just get him a little get him a little coach to just fix that motion. My for biggest beef with the use of his character is mm-hmm. that half of the humor they gave him was in reaction shots. Yeah, like, like I want to see a I want to see a YouTube compilation put together of every time he's like a buh? Yeah, <laughs> wide eyed and staring at something that's happening while he's moving in slow motion. Yeah, I uh, the 
But one of the coolest shots in the movie, I will say this, is when Superman is fending off mm-hmm. uh, Cyborg and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and is just craning his neck around to follow yeah. Barry. That is one of the coolest shots that in the movie. That was sweet. Yeah. That was an excellent sequence. I did, I, and That's I also... The reaction shot was earned. Yeah. 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 And well, I... It wasn't in the second and third times that they showed it. Yeah, no, they true, true. Yeah, they they it. kept doing it. Yeah, grief. But uh, yeah, it went on maybe ten seconds longer than it had to. I did uh, enjoy. What I, what I like about the rest of that fight, though, is that uh, it shows that yeah, Superman is keeping up with them, but mm-hmm. not quite. Bingo. Because yeah, the Flash yeah. is faster than Superman. I don't want to be comic book guy here, but mm-hmm. nothing can run the Flash. Yeah, I, I, you're you're bang on. I was just gonna say that I enjoyed that Superman was able to like see him and be like, hey, you're not. Yeah. As and fast as you punch at him. Thank you, are but yeah, but the the fact that the punches weren't landing, I was like, okay, great, this is perfect, this is great. Now you're getting it. The Flash is still, even though he's this weird like Ezra Miller year one Flash, where he's just like, I haven't really figured out all my powers yet, and I'm not as sh- one Grant Gustin Flash. Yeah, he's like, I'm not as sure footed as I should be and stuff like that, but I can, I'm still fast enough to dodge your your punches in. And Ezra Miller did sell that. Like, it, you're right, it went on a little bit too long, but I did enjoy his like wide-eyed like this guy is really throwing punches at me right now face right i didn't notice it because i was enjoying it too much but adam's absolutely right that is like four reaction shots in a row it was it was multiple reaction shots. yeah Yeah, more people to tell him to use the speed force and run barry run barry run run barry run uh i man that that what was your favorite sequence let's start with uh just just beginning dan favorite favorite sequence of the movie uh let's start with adam Oh goodness, that's a <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, um, just top of your dome piece. First thing that comes comes to mind. I, I mean, honestly, that 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 initial fight between the rest of the Justice League and Superman, giving them a bit of a chance to mm-hmm. show off what he was capable of, I think did a really solid job of um, just conveying the the disparities in power without making anyone into a complete. You know, completely uh, uh, taking away from anybody. Yeah, um, it, was, it was really wrestling where you, you're like, okay, this guy's got to look strong, but we can't make the other guys look weak, right? Like, so, well, and it's so hard we, to yeah. do a good, good fight between Superman and literally anyone mm-hmm. um, when it's just a straight slugfest, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've seen it done a couple of times well in the cartoons, but in, in general it's tough and it's been nearly impossible on screen to the point that people say it can't be done. Uh, I'd say this is the best we've uh, we've done so far. I, I agree that the, yeah the, the the fight sequence with weird zombie soups for two seconds was uh, like I, I I thought that was a lot of fun. I don't know if it was my favorite beginning to end sequence. Uh, what was yours, Miller? Uh, that's my favorite beginning it to is? end sequence. I agree okay. entirely. I, I think that in the breadth of the DCEU, mm-hmm. uh, the Wonder Woman No Man's Land scene. Far yeah. and away the best. Uh, yes. This might be a distant second. Okay. I want to give a shout out to that scene of the Amazons playing keep away with the mother box from Steppenwolf. That was weird. Dude, <laughs> it was weird. It was, was weird, but... didn't sit well with Some it. Really, you didn't like it? I, I I, don't know. I just, I thought it was cool. Because, like, you got to see these, these no-name Amazons just kind of cutting it loose. And it wasn't like they were winning. They were just like, fuck, we got to keep this thing away from... Yeah, they just delayed losing. Yeah, so they're just like, let's just keep doing all this cool stuff to kind of get... It. And it just, I don't know, it, it showed the full array where they're, like, on horses and they're still whipping around lassos and stuff and... Yeah, even the one Legolas thing that I was... Like, the one thing I was like, okay, that one I kind of didn't like was the, the Legolas part where the girl, like, did... Like, she wrapped it around and did, like, this weird slide yeah. motion. That bit, I was like, 
okay, but other than that, I thought it was beautifully shot. Was, and, uh, and... Let's lasso this, this cube yeah. and then shoot an arrow yeah, like that's... hundreds of yards. That's somehow. the bit that I had issues with. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that... Like, that's not how that works. No. You don't kick it better at it because you're stronger i mean i get that mm-hmm. it works to a point yeah but at a certain point physics takes over yeah i don't think i don't think she was like firing the cube i think her thing was like i'll set this rope and then the other person grabs it and they'll drag it with her i think that was the no dog there, there was a separate part where she tied a rope yeah the cube tied the other end to an arrow yeah and the arrow, fired and the it cube went with it the cu- okay i didn't I, I didn't think the cube went with it i thought one of the like no, she it went with it for like did it yards. oh okay i'll, I'll... To miss it but oh boy i guess okay oh. i guess i missed that part because what i thought had happened and maybe maybe i missed it and obviously we'll have to go back and, and ch- i'll look for it real close because i'm gonna go see this because i i i'm gonna go take my wife to see this because at the very least she's got to see that end credit scene because uh dog don't take carly to see this steppenwolf <laughs> definitely punches a horse <laughs> yeah that's true uh i'll just tell her to look away during that scene but uh <laughs> i almost burst out yeah. laughing. what i thought Dude. What, what i thought had happened was when she did that weird like soccer slide and fired the arrow i thought whoa, uh, she just fired the arrow and one of the other amazons caught it and was just dragging it with her i didn't know that i didn't obviously miss that she that, fired that it, and the, and the box went with it. The whole unit went flying for a Because, yeah, that obviously, even in, in a comic book movie, at a certain point, bullshit. It's got to be some logic, right? Like, the, the, the bit yeah. that I did like from that ridiculous sequence mm-hmm. was that before she shot the arrow, because she knew she would, her like horse was going to fall over, yeah. she threw her bow to where it needed to be, and it felt very equilibrium. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know, I just, I thought, I thought, I thought it was really cool, and they're just like, "Well, let's just keep because like they're playing keep away basically is the thing." So, so I don't know. I I, I really liked it as, as kind of ridiculous as it was, and you got to see the 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 Amazons cut it loose again, which they should really do. They should really do a three minute sequence of the Amazons just doing cool stuff in every movie because it worked in that beginning sequence of Wonder Woman too. Like it did, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that uh, I preferred the uh, like bank robbery scene. Mm-hmm. With Wonder Woman, with one grave exception, with, with Ruth Fulton, <laughs> like, yeah. the bank robbery scene where she like lassos the first guy, and she's like, "My lasso compels you to tell the truth." And he's like, "We're a reactionary terrorist." I'm like, "All right, whose truth is this?" Yeah, and then, and then, that and guy the, was not living his truth. No. Yeah, and the guy was, was like, and, oh, "Excuse me." Yeah, and that guy was like super confident in what was about to happen too, despite the fact that this Amazon God woman had him in a like lasso, like in well, the. He yeah. also wasn't directly answering her questions, though, either. Yeah. No. And also, I don't think anyone in the world refers to themselves as a terrorist. Yeah. And she, a reactionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit, yeah, that was some bad. Because really no also, she's just like she asked him a bad question. Like she goes, "Who are you?" The lasso compels you, and he could have been like, "Jim, I'm Jim. Like my name is Jim." And it's just yeah, that was stilted. That that moment was. Wasn't, sti- wasn't the second question like, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah. And he just like, yeah, he, he didn't just answer that. that. Yeah. He, uh, Leveling blocks. Like, you'll like, never stop us. We'll level these blocks. It's like, no, okay, that's... Yeah. You can't monologue in the last of truth, dog. <laughs> yeah, not even Aquaman could. He went into a whole diatribe about it. He's like, I haven't been able to find a home on land or at sea. And it's just yeah. like... Here's why that scene also didn't work for me. <laughs> because Aquaman, while in the last of truth, says that he doesn't care if he dies, and also that he's young and doesn't want to die. Yeah. Oh, I think he got lasso part, partway through. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's he contradicts what... himself a few times. No, that's... 
makes sense. The, okay. the bravado falls away. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right, all right. Yeah, so yeah, they they at least that one's not as bad as the guy in the beginning of the movie. It was just boy that that, that didn't make a lot of sense. The last right. bit at the very end, I liked where like the uh, the the robbers or whatever were like confessing to every crime they ever done. That was pretty good. But just like in the background, like you know, again, sort of blink and you'll miss it. But it's a fun little thing if you're paying attention. Yeah. What did, how did you feel, Miller, about that Avin Sir cameo that doesn't make sense whatsoever in, in the timeline? Like, at, at all. Like, doesn't, in the timeline, makes no sense. It makes no sense. What in the hell? Yeah. Avin Sir, yeah, he died 5,000 years ago. Yeah. It is an ancient. Yeah. Uh, apparently that ring took 5,000 years to find Hal Jordan or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, this, this sector of the galaxy has just been policing itself, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like that. That was one thing where, I, like, in the moment, I was like, you know, like it, it was obviously. Go back and watch it again because I'm like, is that Avin Sir? Is it supposed to be? Well, it was a I red. Verify he was dead. All I know is it was a red-faced Green Lantern who got killed, and then they were made it very apparent that that ring flew off the finger of the red-faced alien and spun around and went off to find a new Green Lantern. They they made it very apparent. So I'm compelled to believe that it was Abin Sir and in the moment I sat there and I was like oh Abin Sir cool moment and then I thought about it and I was like wait Diana didn't say 5,000 years ago this happened or some nonsense I'm like uh like Are sure this, this movie had problems with its timeline Cause... yeah a little bit a oh, little bit oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah it was so my question about the timeline all right let's get into this all yeah, right we gotta so, if the mother boxes activate after Superman died, yes. Which, let's just put that aside. Mm, why <laughs> we don't know, whatever. As, as a thing that can happen, um, but somehow it merged with Cyborg before that. <laughs> well, isn't the implicate like just to play devil's advocate? Isn't the implication that his dad? Silas Stone did some sort of experiments that merged it with his son's dying husk of a body is i thought that that was a that that was an accident okay all right i again he was he was experimenting with prosthetics and just happened to be in star labs i guess i don't know yeah okay i mean obviously you know there's holes like i'm not gonna (laughs) lie there's holes and and you know most of these holes have been brought out by by you know like just how stilted friggin bvs was right but yeah you're 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 I, I, i'm okay with that being like the plot device sort of uh yeah. explanation with yeah. uh how cyborg got his cyborg how cyborg got his groove back mm-hmm. um but uh i watched that spin off <laughs> <laughs> but um the, hanging out with Vixen. It, it felt very much like one of these like sort of comic book movies, Zack Snyder sort of uh, mm-hmm. toss away explanations that ends up making more sense as a result. Um, I'm referring to the end of Watchmen. Yes. Which to me is an easier, tidier ending than the comic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, definitely, have... definitely to be adapted to a movie. It didn't have a giant squid pussy monster. Yeah, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but it also didn't need it, which is the point. Yeah. And, I mean, he did things, like, the beginning sequence of 
Watchmen. If we're gonna, if we're gonna talk Best about things Zack Snyder's ever done. Yeah, absolutely. Just that that whole Perfect. the way he took it and adapted it to to stuff like the the shot of the the comedian being the second gunman on the grassy knoll. Right, was just like when that. Ha- I remember when that happened. I was like brilliant. And this is still very much in like the early onset of of Zack Snyder's career. I think like we still he was still like this wunderkind and like Dawn of the Dead was still kind of all in our heads. And this is well before you know three hundred and. I guess 300 was was close. It was after 300, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? It was after 300. Uh, Yeah, it might have been. But, like, 300, I think we all thought was a fluke at the time. And then, you know, turns out, like, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, we're like, no, it wasn't a fluke, right? I I think it might have been his second movie. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because, boy, 300 was not good. See, that that brings me to my biggest criticism, honestly, of Justice League, which was that Mm -hmm. there were... I sat there and I was trying very hard to enjoy that movie, mm-hmm. but there were almost no moments in that movie that I didn't sit there and think, hey, isn't this just like insert else. anything else? Mm-hmm. And almost almost every single moment of that movie. You mentioned the beginning of Watchmen. Like the beginning of Justice League, they tried to do the beginning of Watchmen. They did. I actually thought that too. Without mm-hmm. any of the actual context that you know the Watchmen beginning gave you, um, but you know with like sad children and whatever – and with a song that really wanted to be Bob Dylan's Times There, it <laughs> yeah. was not. But could not be. Could not even hope to be. And, <laughs> and it just went from there. I mean, uh, you have, you know, the... the, the I was going to say, it actually was sort of like the marriage between the beginning of Watchmen and the beginning of uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Which is, uh, <laughs> again, arguably kind of like the beginning of Watchmen. Well, yeah, and I mean, the beginning of Suicide Squad is the best part of Suicide Squad. Yeah, but then, but then I mean, you go into the, the uh, you know, break into the Amazonian uh, uh, stronghold with the Tesseract, I mean, Mother Box in it. And it's just like the beginning of the Avengers. Like there's there's just shot shot for shot, beat for beat. There was very little in that movie that I couldn't point to and go, hey, isn't that basically the uh, what is it, the Allspark that we're taking to? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like there there was the MacGuffin. <laughs> and and here's the deal. Like at, at the end of the day, comic book movies are safely yeah. made movies. They mm-hmm. always are. But they had to know. Like they had to know that you can't make Justice League this long after the Avengers and not have it compared directly to the Avengers very critically. And it's so, so similar and to the Avengers. so similar, but so much worse. Like, it, it and it's... Because it, it didn't build up any goodwill. At least in the Avengers, you're like, cool, I like Tony Stark. Well, exactly. I like, I like Steve Rogers. I kind of... I'm okay with Thor. I really <laughs> like Thor, personally. But anyways, <laughs> the, the point is that we've had movies to explore those characters, and... Uh, different sides of them both you know in battle but also the lighter sides of it and all of a sudden we've got these weird moments where like batman's trying to tell jokes and it's like what yeah like, I, Batman doesn't joke that's no. not how this works he's not tony stark you can't pretend that he's tony stark and fit him into the tony stark slot and hope this works yeah can we say directly into things that are not batman <laughs> i i'm still not ready to talk batman started i'm still not ready to talk batman I, you mentioned the music um <laughs> i want to talk about elfman's score Okay. Which I thought was a little weak. I thought it was weak. I thought there were two great moments. Obviously, anytime that Hans Zimmer Wonder Woman riff comes on, I was gonna say the same thing, and they remix it in this one. They remix yeah. it, yeah. They remix it on this one, and fine. And when Elfman used like in a couple spots, just a few bars from his 1989 Batman theme, 
I yeah, was like, like okay, that. nice, nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, honor the honor the history, honor the history, and that's like that. That's like I will never not hear those those few bars and not be happy. Like is what I'll say. Other than that, not very memorable. I think in 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 terms of what he brought to the table for this particular. Because, uh, like I said, the only the only things I remember in in this one were obviously the 1989 Batman and just that Hans Zimmer Wonder Woman riff, which you know he didn't even do. He he probably just remixed for this one. Well, and let's not forget the '78 Superman theme as well. Yes, right. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the guy who was the uh... oh god, who is it? Uh, just speaking of the '78 Superman, the the guy who was the uh, when Barry Allen went to prison. Yeah. To uh, to visit his dad, so they were using the new fifty two, or not the new fifty two, the uh, the Jeff Johns uh, flash background, yeah. where which they used in the in the uh, CW the CW verse, where the reverse Flash went back, killed his mom, la 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 la, yeah, yeah. framed his dad. Um, the guy who was the prison guard who was like checking him in, yeah. uh, that was the guy who played uh, Jimmy Olsen in the original Chris Reeves Superman. Oh, yeah. There so there's yeah, a little. Uh, I was waiting for a cameo in that scene, actually, for mm. a second, for a hot second, when it was sort of panning around Henry Allen. Henry Allen, yeah. I thought it was Christian Bale. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was the hair. Yeah. Obviously, that, I don't know, that because that, Christian Bale doesn't obviously look old enough to be like, hey, Ezra Miller's my son, right? So. Well, you can't get What's-His-Face from uh, The Flash from CW anymore, right? John, we- John Wesley Ship. No, I think, yeah. <laughs> That would have been too on the nose, although I would have loved it in the moment. I would have just been like, that's totally wicked, right? Just, <laughs> yeah. he's, well, he's again, just, here we go again. Oh, he's, yeah, he's just Henry Allen and everything. I'm like, sure. Um, Still Henry Allen. I will say that even in only about four minutes of screen time, I am excited for J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon going forward. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. Really the did. best he could with the, I'm going to say three minutes of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> Although, can we, can we just address something real quick, which is that the, the gag where commissioner Gordon gets abandoned at the, yeah, no, I, can we be done with that, please? I will. I just, I didn't, here's the thing. I wish they didn't give that away in the, in one of the like 19 trailers that they had for this True. movie. If they didn't give away that bit. And we talked about it earlier with, uh, you know, you, you mentioned like Ezra Miller's. They 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 just they they went to it the well way too often with his like neurotic Woody Allen shtick. <laughs> uh, like it just it just wasn't good. Hopefully they scale that back going forward. Um, here's here's a quick question. Quick aside: yeah. Is Ezra Miller Jewish? Uh, he definitely referred to himself as a Jew. Yeah, we can. But Barry Allen, I don't think is. <laughs> Uh, Barry Allen, no. I can quickly look up Ezra Miller and find out if he I wonder if they were affecting that so hard that they're like, we might as well just say it. Yeah, his father's Jewish and his mother is German. So yeah, so he's half Jewish. Um, yeah, and like, obviously, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fine. But that bit, honestly, because it, it... it might have been if they didn't give it away in the in the in the theater that bit of the you know the commissioner gordon like disappeared turnaround it might like honestly that joke might have landed if it didn't give away because all of a sudden you're sitting there and ezra miller who is the fastest person you know the fastest man alive and could easily and it would be easier for him to do the disappear is the only guy standing there because they disappeared and even he didn't notice i'm just like that that's a joke that 
could have landed, is what I'm saying. I was thinking they put it in the trailer because it was the closest thing they had to a real joke in the movie. Most likely, yeah, because it's it's just yeah. I th- I I, th- I think you're I think you're right, and and I haven't checked, and I don't think it suffers from uh, Rogue One syndrome, where the clips we got in the <laughs> where all of the pretty much like a third of the clips we got in the trailer the, a third most of the clips in the, like pretty much all of the trailer weren't actually in the movie but i there were definitely like clips we saw that were not in that movie like there was a lot of diana and uh bruce banter about getting the team together and stuff like that that i thought you said bruce banner banter <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> In, in the yeah in in the fight at all but like there's this podcast I listen to called the rewatchables where they go back and talk about old uh, movies and just obviously you know like how rewatchable they are and one of the things that they have is uh, they do this thing called the Dion Waiters Award for the best perfor- best heat check performance by a role player and J.K. Simmons would get this in like running away just three minutes of screen time and you're just like ah oh, I just I love him like <laughs> ah oh, excellent um. <laughs> Fuck! Is it time to talk, Batman? <laughs> There's one All other right. thing to talk about. First. All right, throw it out there. <laughs> uh, yo, what's up with the chemistry between any of the characters in that movie? What happened? Yeah. What went wrong? There were there were even glimmers of it at, at, at times, yeah. which was how many relationships started in Act One or Two and then just petered out to nothing. Yeah, what what happened to? Uh, and, and to be fair, this is Miller's fault. Uh, Miller's uh, point. He, he mentioned it earlier. But what happened to the mentorship between Bruce and Barry? The whole, you know, just rescue one person, you'll know what to do next. He's my superhero dad. Where did yeah. that go? Yeah, so, yeah, Bat Dad. What happened to Bat Dad? Um, what happened to uh, 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 Barry and Cyborg's whole, you know, we're the we're the accidental uh, uh, heroes. Yeah. Let's they, form a bond there. They did <laughs> do the they did do the fist bump. It was it, it wasn't uh, prevalent, but it was subtle when they got the like at like I think right after Cyborg said booyah and they got the hero shot of the five yeah. of the six of them there on the right side <laughs> they, they they do the they do the fist bump but. Yeah, the, but if that's what we're if that's what we're accepting as actual chemistry. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not accepting it. I'm just pointing out that it happened. A sad let's, story. State. Yeah, let, let's let me make that perfectly clear. I, I I think I like that one's there for cyborg fans. <laughs> yeah, like not not to put too much on Joss Whedon here. Like I realize this movie isn't his fault. But no. Like, <laughs> of of all the people you could bring in who could actually bring like build rapport between six different people yep. you'd think he'd be the guy um, now let's uh, i just I, everything I, was shot though when he came in right like he came in and basically I, they were at the uh you know you know how when you see like the uh you see some of those clips of the marathoners who like pass out five yards before like their body just starts breaking oh, down sure. like 10 yards before it's over and then a family member comes from the crowd and helps them get over the finish line that was joss whedon so for this yeah, movie no, right? I, I agree it's not it's not it's not at all his fault. Like I said, it's just yeah. like he, he did the best uh, yeah. uh, he could with what he had, right? But no, it's 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 still. I wanted more from it. If mm-hmm. you're gonna have an ensemble cast like that, like do do something. Yeah, I mean, there the, the the problems with this movie are the same problems that creep up with just the DCU in general, right? It is. They, they they rushed this completely. They didn't flush out any of the characters except yeah. for except for Diana because she's the only one who's got her her own movie so far. So when she's on screen, we like what we see from Diana. Yeah. 
so yeah and you just like other than that you're like even even with batman we we barely like we we finally got like the throwaway line by by commissioner gordon where he goes oh he fights crime for 20 years and now all of a sudden he's a bad guy it's like okay so we know he's 20 years in batman and not whereas like you know, year one bat or the BBS Batman, it's it's made it seem like yeah he's been doing it, but is he really like trusted by people because the cops are kind of after him and stuff, and him and Superman have never met before, and it, you know it, it's it's all very, it's it's, you know the the, the problems are still there of have the, of just the way they've built on Man of Steel, right? It's it's just oh, okay. it, instead of starting from scratch with this whole thing, they tried to rush to get everything done and, and build build off Man of Steel and it just it clearly hasn't worked, but stuff is happening. I'll say this this movie at least gave me a little bit of hope that they might be getting it. Like the one line that Barry Allen has where he says he knows gorilla sign language and I'm just like, "Okay, there you go." That's a fun Gorilla Grodd reference right there. The Flash knows Gorilla Sign Language. So I'm like, okay, there's a line that lets me know maybe we're getting it, you know? Yeah, but but, I mean, it's still, it's just not earned. And I mean, this is a criticism that is going to be, this this is the the, the farthest thing from a hot take, but it just, they they haven't put in the work for it. Absolutely not. I I agree entirely um, because... Like, this is a situation where when we got to the Avengers, we hadn't seen a lot of these characters interact, and they built it over the course of a movie. Here they played at that, but also, like, it's been, what are we now, five movies into DCEU? Uh, yeah, if you count Suicide Squad, yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, so, well, um, and you have to, I guess, what, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, BBS, so yeah, this is the fifth. If, yeah. yeah, and still not scraping the bottom of the barrel? Like we like, and we're t- talking about like different character chemistries that are happening. The most chemistry I saw on screen was when Batman creamed his pants oh after Superman God. showed up. Oh, which that is going to appear as that's in the running for least Batman moment of all time. Let me let me let me tell you that right now. Oh, sorry for the preview, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he he might as well have just said squee like it was yeah. just. Garbage. Oh, I I, oh, I like man. nudged Adam with my elbow in the theater and did like the like schoolgirl titter motion like <laughs> senpai noticed Yeah, like Jesus, that was bad. all right. Fuck it, let's get into Batman now. I've been I've been <laughs> delaying this too it's long. The let's... only thing left. I'm ready. Yeah, let's oh, get it. quickly one more thing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Get right into it because you mentioned that uh, opening scene with Batman. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else think that was another BVS style dream sequence? Uh, I think a guy, and then suddenly there was a giant bug monster. No, there. but I didn't like the fact that, like, Batman roped that guy who was obviously stealing stuff from whatever the hell that building was. Doesn't matter because it's yeah. like you're what, like Doesn't whatever. Matter because he let that guy go. Yeah, Batman let that guy go, and then like bantered with him a little bit at the end. I'm like, what is happening? Like, what was like? That? I'm like, why is that guy not unconscious, Batman? <laughs> like that, yeah. T- that moment was not my like. The moment before when Batman was like perched on a gargoyle, staring at him, and then kicking the hell out of him. That was my Batman. Batman was... then like letting him go, and then just being like, "Peace perched out." Well, and you saw his reflection in the glass as the guy was opening it, and I'm like, "Rad, okay." Mm-hmm. And then he came out and saw Batman. And, I'm, and he tossed his bag. And I'm like, that should be the end of the scene. You should see Batman and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turned and started a fight. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's also okay. But then it turned into, 
you know, now I'm fighting a paratrooper, and you know, it, it seems very much like it's going to be oh, sorry, a parademon. Sorry, sir. You know, insect man. <laughs> the pair okay. of demons, yeah. Yeah, man bat. Uh, yeah. But, uh, there was a moment where I thought it was man bat, and I got so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was in this movie. That would have Did you smell that? I smell fear, and I'm like, is it fucking Scarecrow? No. <laughs> yeah. Of course it's not Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was man bat, but now that you think about it, like, I mean, that's really who they should do. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny that, like, you know. I thought Dream Sequence and or Scarecrow. Adam thought Man Bad. Yeah. Like, we thought everything except for what it actually was. Which is the the enemy in half of the MCU movies. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Nameless Insight Man. Yeah. Who is, who is okay to punch apart. Baxter Stockman. Yeah. Ant-Man versus Wasp is the first one where I'm just like, first one in a while for the MCU where I'm just kind of like, uh, is that one going to be good? <laughs> But uh, that's that's another podcast. Um, I defended <laughs> Affleck. I'm going to continue to defend Affleck because I'm not blaming Affleck for what went on with the Batman in this one because he it can only work with what he's told to do. Yeah. So I'm not, again, I'm not laying this on the feet at Affleck, but somebody at Warner Brothers, somebody involved in this DCEU has got to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, we have the Batman, the number one money-making, money-printing property in comic books. The reason most people are watching this movie. The, exactly. The reason most people are watching these movies, other than Diana, who has, is, is still the looking... The proven moneymaker. <laughs> absolutely the proven moneymaker and is looking the best. And uh, a lot of close-up shots of Gal Gadot in, in tight leather pants in this we one. Might, you we got... might have to get back to that. Yeah, that was that was some some. some I, I have some things to say. Some about straight that. up some straight up nonsense on a couple of those shots. Uh, somebody's got to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, "We got to stop what the fuck we're doing with Batman." We we have about a a fifty percent good Batman with this with this Affleck thing. But the, the, the bad half is so fucking glaring, especially in this movie, because I think there was I think there was more good stuff. There was more good Batman stuff in, in BBS than there was in this movie. And I that's you say that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, I think, is that is my biggest egregiousness with this Justice League with this movie is the fact that Batman came off looking worse than he did in Batman Superman. I agree. And yeah. it, it's hard to go down from there. Yeah. Um, I think that my take on Batfleck mm-hmm. uh, in our, uh, you know, agreeably very muddled and off the, off the, you know, off the cuff BVS review, which I think was like a three hour podcast. Yeah. Um, I think my take on that was that I liked him as Bruce Wayne, but I didn't like him as Batman because he didn't do Batman stuff and did decidedly on Batman stuff. Yeah. Uh, in this, I don't think I liked him as Bruce Wayne either, so I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, he varied from scene to scene for me as Bruce Wayne, because there were there were scenes where it was like he there, was being there were canonical Batman. That, that's a damn, that's a real thing. Like canonical Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne, sorry. Yeah, where it's like you know, oh, you got the house back from the bank. Oh, I bought the bank. That's classic Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and stuff like they tried to do Dick Batman, and it just didn't work. In this one. Like, yes, Batman is a dick. He is 100% unequivocally a dick. I have a suggestion that would have made those scenes about 30% better. Throw it out there. Put him in the freaking cowl. Yeah. Every time they talk, 
every time they talk in a Justice League property, Batman's mm. in the cowl. He yeah, sit around in a suit. Because yeah, crazy. and because and works. and there's scenes where Affleck they have Affleck standing there and he's got the suit on but the cowl's off, and it's Perfect. like that's not Batman. Batman is like Bruce Wayne is the alter ego, right? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> that's Bat- why it was funny. Oh my yeah. god! So there's like the one of the I think the second cyborg scene where he's looking at his internet <laughs> hands and within seconds figures out who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. <laughs> very clear shot of Bruce Wayne with the back cowl down yeah. looking. I, yeah. I have Took expected, that photo. I yeah. expected the third one to be like that Yeti photo or the, the Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. one where yeah. he's loping through the woods. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. But like, yeah. Like, be, like flapping behind him yeah. cowl down. <laughs> Just Batman carrying an arm full of... Um, <laughs> Of clothes, and <laughs> loping through the woods. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Phil! Uh, Steve, we can see your watch. Yeah, f- cut, Phil. We can see your watch. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Just yeah, like the scenes went like like Batman. They should they're just in movies. He's either got to be in the suit or he's got to be Bruce Wayne. There cannot be Batman standing there with the cowl down because the whole thing for Batman is. Batman is his true identity, and the alter ego is Bruce Wayne, right? Like, like Bruce Wayne is not his true face. So, like, Batman always wants to be Batman, and and like the mission is never done, and stuff like that. So to have him standing there conversing, and I realize it's there's also like a movie etiquette of this with with Batman because you've got like movie producers who are like, dude, we spent like three hundred million dollars on this movie, and in, including however much we paid Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, show them Ben Affleck. Show them Ben Affleck, right? So I get that there's that stuff, but again, we've got like we've got to tap people because on the face and, and or on the on the face on the shoulder and say we got to lean into this Batman thing. Like we've got to make him the Batman. We can't make him this weird, <laughs> just this this weird version of Batman and just like firing fucking guns all the time like fucking stop it with this batman shooting guns and being happy to shoot guns it irritates the shit out of me i just i can't stand it like like it's just the the one thing you cannot have batman do is firing guns and like this will be in the this will be in the thing like i like this was my my least favorite part of the movie is there's a scene where batman has stolen one of the laser guns from the paratrooper and he's standing there firing at like the paratrooper parademons with yeah. their laser gun, and then his laser gun runs out, and Batman looks at the laser gun and is like, "Oh shit, my well, gun's out of ammo. Do. What do I do?" And it's like, "You're fucking Batman. You don't need a gun, right?" And it's like, and when your gun runs like that, might like that might be end up being the least Batman thing that I've ever seen in in, in the movies is him panicking because his gun is out of ammo. Like, oh, well, then prepare to get taught. <laughs> you're like, I've got a few more. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got three that are in the running, and 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 we are we are feel free to add to it because then allow me to volunteer the next one. Well, hold on, no, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later, but just like because I want to I want to do like a full build up with it. I don't know, like that, like I I just Batman weirdly came off of the six. He weirdly came off looking the worst for me in this movie. Oh sure. And 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 I didn't like that because obviously he, he, like he's he's got to be your dude. He's the fucking Batman for God's sake. It's well, like, what, what happened to the secret identity thing in this movie? Oh yeah, and he's just going. That's another thing. Great point. Just he's walking around some some Icelandic town, being yeah. like, yeah, guess what? I'm Batman. Can someone point me to the Aquaman? And I'm like, I realize that this is like a town 
Like, like, like that, that's the fringe. Yeah. That's on the fringe or whatever. And it's devoid of people. One of them has a cell phone and a Twitter account and could tweet Bruce Wayne as Batman. Like what is going on? Yeah. Like I did. Do you think they just straight up killed those cops who saw, uh, (laughs) Superman come back? I, I don't know. Maybe the ones that they never stand up, do they? No, I don't mean, I mean, afterwards to maintain a secret identity. They just, (laughs) They stood there, six feet away from Lois Lane, when she's like Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah when Batman and Alfred are in a limo and roll up. That was actually, even though I didn't like it, that. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. What happened to those guys? Yeah. I assume they were unconscious. Let's let's fucking. No, talk. they were standing there, man. I saw it. It happened for real. The uh. the that thing though, I thought was that moment. I thought actually gave. Uh, was actually the most Batman moment of the, even though the whole like 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 the stuff that led up to it made absolutely no sense. Like Bruce, like Batman campaigning to bring Superman back from the dead, which is obviously oh, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, let's get into non-Batman things. <laughs> yeah, that 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 whole that whole like Batman campaigning to bring Superman back from the dead. Batman being like, I can't do this. I need Superman, <laughs> right? Like yeah. No, like, if I ever whoo! there's that which is yeah. You know, that's one thing, but if you ever told me that I would see a scene where uh, Diana Prince is trying to talk Bruce Wayne yeah. out of bad science, yeah, <laughs> ugh, yeah, come the fuck on, yeah, no, I'll totally bring him back. <laughs> yeah, that, but like that. That said, when he's like. Alfred, I need the big gun or whatever, right? And then you're thinking, what the? And I'm like in my head thinking, what the hell is the big gun? Does he have like some sort of like kryptonite, like right. ray or something that he's gonna use or whatever? Or it, since it's this weird DCEU Batman, is it really just a big gun that he's gonna use with it lots might of bullets? Been an actual big gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, is it gonna be a literal big gun? And but then it turned out it was Lois Lane, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, Batman. I, I, I heard him say, yeah. Alfred, you gotta bring the big gun just in yeah. case, and I hoped against hope yeah. I called that it would be Lois Lane yeah. but, I, but you know because it's DCEU I'm like please don't bring a literal cannon to this yeah. I just assumed it was a minigun that shot kryptonite I'll yeah. be perfectly honest with I you. did too yeah I thought I thought he was going to bring back those gas canisters that fired kryptonite right and it was just like yeah. and he was just like you thought I got rid of these or I thought maybe the kryptonite ring right that he punched super punches Superman with in the comics yeah. I thought it would be that but then it was Lois Lane and I'm like okay okay that's I was like that was an actual moment that we had right there I'm like yes. it was like holy shit an actual moment in the DCEU that makes <laughs> yeah, sense I'm just ruining that those moment for me yeah those, those moments just like <laughs> you went far between yeah the, the fact that they happen at all almost makes the rest of it worse yeah yeah that's I love it. I mean My it's contrast. just yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same as what we were talking about with these interactions between these characters. The fact that there was a moment between Barry and yeah. Bruce makes mm-hmm. it that much worse that they're, they're so disconnected for the rest of yeah. it. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, it. The lack of payoff is so much more frustrating. Yeah, I don't think they have a conversation past that point. Like once they bring Bruce back to life, I don't think Barry talks to Bruce at all. Yeah, yeah. except that's where the food is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, so Batman saying that they need Superman and arguing for bad science is gross. Yeah, decidedly un-Batman. Another one I was going to bring up, which is Batman, Bruce Wayne being the only one who apparently doesn't notice that Cyborg is lurking on the ground. Yeah, that that was a... No, incognito Cyborg, my favorite character. Yeah, (laughs) now we could... Now we could... All the time? The glowing man who hums. Yeah, (laughs) now we could make the argument for that moment that, uh... Because they never expressly made it apparent that Bruce didn't know he was there. 
he could have easily done it and then not just Here's said the something, Here's right? The things but... that they never make apparent that Bruce is doing something for a reason. That's yeah. one of them. The yeah. other one is putting on sunglasses in the finale. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about the back glasses. <laughs> back... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I leaned over to Miller and I said... The, the owl man glasses, right? The yeah. Exactly. Not, the only thing that will save this if it's is if they start playing Born to be Wild right now. Yeah. Because then I'll know this movie has jumped the shark. And I said, <laughs> those sunglasses better fucking do something because they haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. That's what they never did. No. Well, yeah. I guess it was just a... Uh... Sell the toys, best maybe. You can know. make, and again, they never make this argument in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it would be a throwaway line if they did. But he, at one point, you know, ejects from the Batmobile and is like in the wind and so on. Yeah, and you know, he keeps the wind out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's mm-hmm. just because he doesn't look cool enough when he's Batman. God damn it! That's <laughs> true. He's yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was just like, whatever. Batman's wearing glasses. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Just yeah. go like full uh, what's it uh, like '90s era Batman movie where it's like oh I need to go home change into the silver costume yeah so like, that we can s- take down Mr. Freeze yeah so that we can sell toys right and yeah. so yeah but little, little yeah Not just pro- cool enough no I know I know Batgirl's been a character in this movie for eight seconds let's yeah. have her change costumes yeah <laughs> so bad um okay before we get into this I want to ask the both of you mm-hmm. what. Like, 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 without this movie, or not counting this movie so far, because I want to see if, if, if one of the moments in this movie can knock it off. What it, do you think is the least Batman moment that has ever happened in Batman movies that have existed so far? And I'm disqualifying the Bat credit card because it's too easy. <laughs> too easy. Okay. We're disqualifying. You pick a real one. Pick a real moment that you think is the least Batman moment that has ever that has ever occurred in any of the Batman movies. Start with uh, Miller. First thing that comes to your dome. Jesus. Unless, Adam, you got one? I, I don't have one at the tip of my... Okay. Like, the thing is, there's been a lot of really bad Batman moments. The movies yes. have not been kind to Batman. Not overall, um, no. He's, he's not the, the worst done by a character by a long not shot. Not by a but, long shot. No. I, I still argue we haven't had a good Superman movie. I, I agree. <laughs> um, but... but most of them have not been as egregious as some of the stuff that happened in Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Zach's insistence that uh, that that Batman be all about guns that Batman just, is yeah. the Punisher makes mm-hmm. no sense to me whatsoever. I, like there's there, it's it's one thing when you're gearing up to fight Superman and you understand that shooting him with his giant gun isn't necessarily going to kill him outright, but like why does he have so many guns? Yeah. Where does he get all those wonderful guns? Yeah, and just his whole, like, and the fact that he's doing, like, friggin' uh, John McClane and Die Hard one-liners about about to shoot people and stuff. Like, when he goes, like, Alfred, I need the Nightcrawler and stuff like that. And then... That um... was the most <laughs> right. garbage piece of Batman tech I've seen. Yeah. And now we're up to, like, my number two non-Batman point. <laughs> yeah. What was that Which thing? is Batman's crawling spider tank. <laughs> Don't understand <laughs> that what he it definitely did. had. Yeah. He showed up for probably eight seconds before being destroyed. <laughs> I don't understand what it did that the Batwing couldn't have done other than move very, very slowly to build tension. Because that's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, man. Although. <laughs> Batwing. They had a Batwing. They had two Batwings in that movie. Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> That said, stubby little wings that shouldn't have provided any lift, and, and they totally buzzed Alfred for no good it, goddamn reason. Yeah, and it was even more egregious by the fact that it was like, 
Cyborg gets in the chair and then connects to it, and you're like, oh man, okay, it's connect like Cyborg's connecting to this. This is a moment. This could be a moment here. This is Cyborg is gonna do some real cool shit with this. The moment is it goes faster now. Yeah, <laughs> it goes it, cr- it it crawls a little faster, and I was just like, yeah, oh, I still oh, can't crap. make it to the top of this tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I I like Batman was all about you know flying things or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> quickly extending ropes that would then retract and pull you up. Something, it's it's not, I, I'm no genius, but something <laughs> along these lines might have done the trick. Yeah, I don't know. So bad, so bad. I mean, just, to me, I think that, I think the, the biggest non-Batman moment I've ever seen in movies, again, discounting the Brat, Bat credit card, because it's too easy, um, Val Kilmer's, like, ear-to-ear smile after Dr. Oh. Chase Meridian told her, told him, he like, she told Batman she wanted Bruce Wayne instead of Batman, I, I think was the least Batman moment that has ever existed in, in the movies. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the big three I have for, for this, that, that could knock that out of the running were easily, his reaction, just, I keep coming back to that scene of Batman just looking at his gun frantically after it ran out of juice to fire. Yeah, after it ran out of laser power to shoot lasers. Like, just staring at it and being like, oh no, what do I do now? I'm, I'm at, like, Jesus Christ. It so fast, too. Like, do they just yeah. assume that these insect men will not live past, like, 20 shots? What is <laughs> Maybe, that? I don't know. They're like the 20-minuters, but they're, they're the 20 shotters, so I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the fanboy gasm to Soup's return, where he just had like like it was a near smile of him just That's going like, <laughs> yeah, him just going like he's here, and I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck am I watching? Right, <laughs> like what is happening to my Batman? It's just like, oh god, and the line, I don't not hate you. It was the least Batman thing that has ever been uttered. I, I like just now, to after Superman. He like when Superman appeared, and then yeah. said that I'm like, oh, okay, so he is. It's a, a kiss. Superman, why are why like kiss? Like they made it seem like they were they they were gonna start making out for whatever reason, and it's just like chemistry than Bruce and Diana did. Yeah, absolutely, they did, and it's just like this is not this relationship that these two have, right? Like like I keep calling back to like one of the greatest lines in the history of comic books, and they they got it so fucking right when they animated it in the Dark Knight Returns. But, like, obviously, the Bible of comic books, the, the, the Dark Knight Returns, there's the scene at the end when everybody thinks Bruce is dead and they're having a funeral for him. And Commissioner Gordon and Superman are there. And Commissioner Gordon walks up to Superman and goes, uh, were you friend?" Or, like, uh, although he walks up to Clark. He doesn't know who, uh, like, he like he doesn't know that Clark's Superman. Yeah. But, but Commissioner Gordon walks up to, to Clark and goes, were you a friend of his? And then Superman, like, looks down at the ground and goes, I honestly don't know, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then Commissioner Gordon Commissioner goes, like, yep. yep, sounds about right. He goes, yep, sounds about right. And then just kind of walks away. That is, like, just those, like, three fucking lines from Frank Miller are so goddamn on point with the relationship that those two guys have. To, to get that in 1986 and then flash forward 32 years later or 31 years later or whatever the hell it is, I'm bad at math. And have this line where <laughs> to have this in a live action movie a live action justice league movie which i i would have killed for when i was a teenager right and i'm not bitching about it now i'm just saying i did i like not bitching about the whole experience it's just man they, they they got some some shit wrong in this that line of superman going like i thought you hated me and he goes like i don't not hate you or whatever i'm just like jesus christ like like just 
another draft. You know, like one more draft, please. Try it again. <laughs> yeah, like just. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a rough for Batman for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I keep coming back to that chemistry, man. I know I'm harping on it, but no, those you... people did not seem to interact mm-hmm. for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, they had conversations, but they didn't interact as people as characters. If I may, no. the plot of Avengers is that they don't work together as a team and things fuck up, and then they come together as a team and things work. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen here. <laughs> no, they don't really come together, but things work out anyways for some yeah. reason. They, they, they they're a novice team, and things don't work, and then they resurrect Superman, and he's somewhere, and then things suddenly work. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he was he was an absolute Deus Ex. Like literally, Superman, nothing changes yeah. for them except for the hope that Superman might come. Dot 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 question mark. Yeah, and that's enough for them to save the day. Here, here's the thing. I think ultimately, when you get down to the whole Avengers versus uh justice league movies both of these movies felt like fan fiction yes Mm -hmm. but avengers had this like really rich tool set to draw on and it has really well developed characters who despite being very different are also very consistent and it was pretty easy to figure out how they would fit together in this ensemble yeah this didn't have that tool set and the fanfic that resulted from it was that much worse for it yeah and it's tricky and and matt and i have said this many times but i mean in broad strokes and i'm not saying this for like a be-all end-all but in broad strokes marvel is about the heroes dc is about the villains and in the dceu the best villain we've had is Ares, except for it should have been luthor yeah yeah <laughs> This movie should have been Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Well, what? no, no, no. You, like, I, I, if if Darkseid was the bad guy, of this, I think this would have pushed it into a. It would have it would have pushed it from an acceptable movie with flaws to a. Boy, they really wasted that guy, and I now hate this movie. Oh, for, I see. For me, I right? See. Like, I, I, I think I, if I it was Darkseid, if they would have done Darkseid and, and done him okay, mm-hmm. I would have been. I would have been much more lenient towards this movie. As it is, I was hoping for, because you, you saw the movie before we did, as, as we said, you know, we finished it like, you know, an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping for a dark side reveal in the post-credits. Oh, we I, got a good one, though. Oh. Instead, I oh. got something else, and you think it's good, apparently. <laughs> oh, I liked it a lot. Well, because... All right, we can talk about that end credit scenes. Like, you give me fucking Deathstroke, it's I'm always gonna fangasm. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it's just good looking Deathstroke. Too. Oh yeah, Joe Mantiliano. Like when he took off that mask. It's not a place on the back of a yacht, but <laughs> yeah, it, whatever. And like, I, I'll, 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 I did not like. Uh, oh god, I'm I'm brain farting on his name. Uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Thank you. Glad somebody remembered his name. No disrespect, just brain farted. Um, I did. I was not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's weird take on Lex Luthor or Lex Luthor Jr., whatever the fuck you want to call him. But the best Lex Luthor we have got are those like five seconds on that yacht so I far. Th- this yep. new, new thing, like him sitting on the yacht, going like this, this like don't you think we should have our own team and just like. Oh, okay. Just but like they, I the don't line know. they end on is a league of our own, and I'm like, That's yeah, the line you end on. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. That was pretty bad. 
Yeah, something like that. I yeah. Get it. It's a joke, but it's not ominous, and it should be. <laughs> yeah, he should have. He should have just said something like, "Like we should have a team of our own," or you know, what, whatever. But like this, this, this Luthor, and I mean, yeah. this is emblematic of this Luthor, and this mm-hmm. one made me like, I like, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I like that scene up until that moment, and it just was ashes in my mouth after that. I don't like maybe I don't know. I just it's I didn't the whole thing because this this Luthor is too fucking glib, and I can't... yeah. It's it's a corny comic book line, and you're you're too close to the source material on this, because because oh, like definitely am. <laughs> yeah, Luthor Luthor's your fucking dude, right? Like he's Luthor's he's your yeah. dude. Superman's my dude. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, and Luthor's such a great fucking comic book villain that the and like here's the thing, in the broader strokes of things, Heath Ledger may rest in peace. That Joker performance has really ruined comic book villains. Like the one bad thing that came out of that transcendent performance is that it has ruined comic book villains going forward because it really put the spotlight on the fact that we've only got about like four guys that can like like four villains that can really carry a movie and make the movie their own and in some cases steal the movie and i would say obviously the joker is one of those guys uh, Magneto is one of those guys, like, and I'm shocked that Marvel has a villain that is able to do I, it right. I, I, I but, thank, I thank whatever good things happen in DCEU mm-hmm. that Ares was passable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was, he was, even though, yeah, Thulis Ares who, wasn't great, but it was good no. enough. <laughs> yeah, well, he had a consistent motivation. Yeah, understood what he what he stands for, mm-hmm. and he seemed like a legitimate threat. And yeah. if that's all that we need to call somebody like, Hey, the best one that's happened so far, that's pretty sad. It's a low bar. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he was good enough and that's not good enough. But I mean, like even if you take the, like Aries and shoe, like, like compare him to the, to the MCU villains, he probably still makes it in the top five. Well, yeah, and again, maybe. And that's the heroes. Yeah. He's not about the villains. Marvel, yeah. I, I, probably couldn't name half the villains from the Marvel movies. Because there's no point in remembering them, right? Yeah. It's it's, it's all middle tier or low tier, and we've got, like, what, two, maybe three good ones, depending on how you feel about Loki? Yeah. Well, okay, I don't don't read comic books that often. I like graphic novels here and there. Mm -hmm. But mainly my exposure to this stuff is, is through the movie. The dude from uh, Civil War, the the bad guy, the the ex-Russian agent guy. Yeah. Maybe not Russian. I can't remember. Was there any precedent for him in the comics? Yeah, Baron Zemo. Yeah, he's a dude. He he he, he has a like uh, in the comic books. He wears like a pink ski mask and and is a military guy, which obviously they didn't go to whatsoever. Yeah, they, in... they didn't do it, but I actually like Baron Zemo in, in that movie. Well, what I was gonna say is he he was the most yeah believable uh, uh, villain that came along outside of some like really obvious exceptions. You know, Loki and whatnot, but but like he he had a reasonable motivation. He yeah. seemed like an actual threat, and he, he succeeded. He <laughs> succeeded. He fit in with his uh, corresponding hero really well. Like, you know, I, I look at I look at Thor and and Kate Blanchett was wasted on that role. I. Uh... Boy, she had fun though. <laughs> like, she boy, she was having fun. Yeah, I mean, I like like anytime she was on screen, I was just I'm smiling. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I'm definitely not putting her in any sort of seconds. Yeah, I, I'm just yeah, I I, I like Kate Blanchett in, in that, but that's just... so do I. I just think that yeah. she, there was no role for her. Yeah. Her role was to stand around, look menacing. Yeah. And, and, and that was this is the point that I brought up is I loved her as as Hella, but she was in that movie for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and 
like that like the main villain was the sea story in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh yeah, it's just it, it there's there's honestly there's only a handful of comic book villains just to get back to my original point that can carry a movie. And Luthor but is one of, one of them. Yeah. yeah, and Luthor is absolutely one of those dudes, right? And it's just The thing is all the best Luthors that have come before this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I look at the animated series honestly for yeah, for... yeah. Clancy Brown's what? Clancy Brown. Clan, Clancy Brown's Luthor is the best Luthor we have got in visual medium. Not even close. The the Luthor in the in the animated series though just oozed confidence. He was mm-hmm. slimy and menace. Yeah. yeah, he was slimy, but like you believed that he was a threat. Well, yeah. and he like he he actively was a threat. It wasn't this it wasn't this Mark Zuckerberg nonsense. Yeah. I wanted to punch him in the face, but not because I thought the world was, you know, threatened by him. Yeah. Because he was super annoying. Because he seemed like a twerp. He, he, yeah. he, was, a, he was a brat, and I hated him. Yeah, he was millennial Luthor, is what yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg yeah. as Lex Luthor. Just another thing. That's another thing where it's like, going forward, if they just want, if they still want to have Jesse Eisenberg... We can just, they just need somebody. They need like a Kevin Feige or whoever the hell it is to just tap somebody on the shoulder and go, listen, we've made some choices. They've been bad. We're keeping you around, but we're adjusting going forward. And because I like, I, I think Eisenberg could give us a good Luthor. They just have to stay away from, as you said, at this weird millennial Luthor they're trying to kick. It just, well, it's, just it's not working and just stop it. Right. Is, is what I'm saying. At, at this point, I just don't feel like any of the writers on DCEU really understand the characters that they're writing for. No, I... I'm, I'm not looking for, like, a, an mm-hmm. encyclopedic, you know, been, no. been reading comic books for 40 years type knowledge, but it's not that hard to figure out what makes some of these characters tick. And there's a lot yeah. of really good material out there for inspiration, yeah. not only on the individual characters, but how they've interacted with each other in the past. And I, why, why they're not turning to more of that, I don't understand because Zack Snyder's got a specific vision for this universe and it's bad but they're sticking with it anyways I don't I don't know it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me yeah I I I, I agree and that said you could be Deathstroke at the, in an end credit scene of the movie and I'm still going oh. to be like, ah! <laughs> right? like I, I hope so badly that yeah. that Batman movie is good and I yeah don't really have a lot of faith in it. I'll be real with you. The minute that that that, that movie's happens, so that move that's like a 2021 release date right now because they're still debating. Well, the, Ben Affleck said, "Hey, uh, I'm going to direct this no matter what, unless it turns out that it, you know, that people are meddling with it and that it starts to suck." And yeah. then three weeks later, he's like, "Hey, actually, I'm not going to direct that." Yeah. And they've they've gone through a couple other guys, and then the guy who directed the last. It seems like as of right now, the guy who directed the last Planet of the Apes movie. Which people seem to like. Uh, They're not bad movies. They're fun. Yeah, the guy who directed the last one, War for the Planet of the Apes, or something like that. Whatever the last one was. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Is is uh, is is I think the current guy to helm it. But so far, all we know in that, and like we still haven't decided if if Ben Affleck is going to do it yet or not, because now there's rumors that apparently Jake Gyllenhaal might be taking up the mantle as as the yeah. bat, which I'm just like. No. Well, this is that, like, hang on. Is that is that an actual rumor? Is that a thing that I from what I saw? No, that's a rumor. Somebody saying, "Hey, Jake Gyllenhaal, would you play Batman if someone asked you?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Full casting. All, full disclosure. I all I all I read was the headline on that one. I'm I'm not a. I'm, I'm not. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I've I'm, seen I'm, a few headlines rotating. And, and okay. 
Yeah, I, I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that's one of those stories where somebody asks an actor yeah, if okay. they want and then, a role or if they would want something to happen to their character. And they blow it and into, go, yeah. Sure, sure, why not? And everyone goes, see, the, they said this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like somebody somebody in line at a movie premiere. Yeah, somebody at, like, like Jake Gyllenhaal was at the Justice League movie premiere and someone asks him, you know, hey, would you ever want to play Batman? And he goes, yeah, sure. And then, like, they take it to the internet and it's like, Jake Gyllenhaal, next Batman? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, yeah, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's, if it's, like I said, full disclosure, didn't click the link. I more stock in those news stories than the ones of, like, you know, Dave Bautista wants to make, like, a Tony Stark Drax team-up movie. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because he was in an, he was in an interview and yeah. it was like, yeah, no, that would be cool to do. And everyone jumps <laughs> Of course it would be cool yeah. to do, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, oh, this, this is, like, the rocky ground that we find ourselves on, right? Where we have, like, Ben Affleck, you know, they're, they're not going to reboot Batman, but he might not be playing him anymore. Henry Cavill signed on for, quote, at least one more Superman movie, whether mm-hmm. it's Man of Steel 2 or Justice League 2. I you know, really like Gal Gadot might quit if Brett Ratner doesn't get fired after Yeah. They're not losing Gal Gadot. I, I guarantee you that right now. Gal, oh, Gal Gadot <laughs> is the is the 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 foundation. She is like desperately holding this thing up by yeah. And I mean, here's the bleak news. Now that we're podcasting about this on mm-hmm. a Monday night, like you know, this movie did not meet its expectations for its uh, opening weekend. Did it not? Oh, I haven't even it checked not, the numbers. No. Because <laughs> it was it was I I don't think it outsold either BVS or Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Interesting. But, like, is it, did it still make, like, a shitload of dimes, though? I'm sure it did. Yeah, it was still number one this weekend. But, okay. You know, that's a, I mean, it's comic book weekend. Yeah. It's not going up against Thor for a couple weeks anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. I'd still really like to see Henry Cavill have a, a crack at a, at a Superman movie. I would like to, with uh, some after hope? this, and yeah. this is, you know, this is what I was saying earlier, the same way that I wanted to see a, a, the standalone Wonder Woman movie after getting 12 minutes of her in BVS. Uh, after getting a decent Superman in this one, I would like to see what they can do mm-hmm. with a, a proper Superman movie. And and they've got a unique opportunity here, one that they've basically cut off for every other uh, character in in their uh, in their stable, which is they can take him and go, you know what, being dead really changed things for me. Yep, got a whole new outlook on things. Uh, yeah, never mind, life. I, Literally. <laughs> never mind the fact that I was resurrected using a mother box, which yeah. Uh, yeah. like kind of opens up a whole can of worms. Let's ignore that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and just go ahead and say this uh, this new Superman is is happy-go-lucky and likes saving people. And I say, they can really go down some uh, CW vs. Rhodes with, uh, I was resurrected in the Lazarus pit, and I'm going to be crazy for a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's please not. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, well, that's their in though, right? Like, if if you want to yeah. say that they fell ass backwards into, if, if you want to do tyrant Superman at some point, you can say that because he was brought back by a mother box. When you get to Dark Side, straight up vanilla right? ass Superman, please. Yeah, <laughs> we. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. Like, like just just use this opportunity oh, yeah. to quietly in a boardroom somewhere say, you know what, we screwed up real bad. Let's use this. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking like that. That stage of the plan, though, like if you were to go with that, where it's like, okay, we want Tyrant Superman. Let's say that Darkseid, because he was brought back with a mother box, Darkseid can kind of control his mind through or whatever. And then you got to do the whole like, we got to, you know, get to Superman to yeah. help him remember he was. You get that whole plotline. That should be phase three. 
Miller's right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He was rolling his eyes at that, but I agree. That's the only way that you do a dark side properly. Here's the thing. You yeah. take Superman out of the picture. That's the only yeah. way anyone can do a proper dark side. Take yeah. Superman out of the picture. Because and dark side's a... of uh, what's happened in Justice League, like all this mother box technology that's kind of disseminated across the globe now with mm-hmm. Cyborg and whatnot, and do a Metallo movie, finally. Yeah. yeah. I would love a Metallo movie. Yeah. Get <laughs> Metall- Malcolm McDowell in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm hundred percent on board with Malcolm McDowell always playing John Corbin because it doesn't matter how old John Corbin is. Here's the thing that I can't believe no one's really talking about. I'm sure some people are, but uh, like you don't, at least you don't hear people talking about with uh, a lot of urgency. I would say. Does the DCEU have their second, their their next movie lined up? Like, what is coming from the DCEU next? Well, that's kind of what we're waiting to see, right? Right. Because I think that like the Flash movie and the like yeah. the Fla- Flashpoint movie and mm-hmm. the like Aquaman movie, which I've heard is it about Aquaman. Once. That's that that's it, isn't it? Because like Aquaman is the only one where they've so, said they've, they've said Aquaman, but yeah, I mean, it was that was months and months ago, and the word has been dead about it. <laughs> was is there it? any rumors on a on a Green Lantern movie? Because I'm sure they have it on their like call sheet to to do a green there, lantern there, movie but like no one was even sure if there would be a cameo mm-hmm. in yeah. this movie and I, it was a dumb one yeah this <laughs> I, I, I realized that the last movie that they did is just toxic and they're staying away from it yeah but i would really enjoy having a green lantern in there generally some of the better uh character interactions in the in the animated stuff have come from green lantern and yeah. someone else like they, uh, now that said i want to I'm I'm not a fan of Green Lantern. I want to correct I, I want to correct you, I'm a Miller. <laughs> yeah, I want to correct you, Miller. It was not a bad Green Lantern appearance. Like to have like like when they did that big battle and some of them were lanterns helping them. I'm like that makes sense to have one of them be Abin Sir and then yeah. have the ring that, fly off. That, that was bad. That that was bad. But like to to be like okay, here's how we're gonna like sort of introduce our Green Lantern guys and have one of them flying and then make like a giant hammer green hammer and smash uh, a parademon in the face with that that's good stuff but sure. like yeah the, Here's the what I needed, right instead of like mm-hmm. a you know they had they had their like they did the marvel thing which is let's have a mid-credits humorous uh ps scene and then a end credits like dramatic ps mm-hmm. scene um if they had shown like you know Abin Sir, like, having a domestic dispute with the wife, and he's just on a planet somewhere, and then suddenly a ring comes to him, and he's like, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the one who came after this yeah. one, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, we they can, obviously, they, they don't have to come out and expressly say that that was Abin Sir. It could have been you know the guy who came, like you, like you just said that you, like you can easily retcon that, right? And be like, no, that wasn't Abin Sir. That was just a other guy who looked like him, right? And yeah. then the ring, like it could be Abin Sir's dad, and then the ring went to his son, who is really Abin Sir, right? But it's just like it's super apologetic. Yeah, that was so clearly supposed to be Abin Sir, right? That it was just like, whoops, right? Like, it's 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 yeah. a problem that the DC EU has had yeah. all along, which is. Uh, very little regard for the source material. Yeah, uh, throwing all the spaghetti somebody, at the wall. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody reading the Wikipedia article real quick and going, "Hey, let's let's reference this thing now." Yeah. Now that's for true fans and and completely missing the point. Yeah, Jim, making Jimmy Olsen a, a CIA agent and then shooting him in the head. Yeah. Uh, huh? 
He's yeah, a CIA agent, but don't worry, he, he's holding a camera. A, a, a terrorist through a wall. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, he's a CIA agent. Don't worry, he's holding a camera. That's Jimmy Olsen. And then people aren't really sure if it's Jimmy Olsen until they, they check the credits. Out. Yeah. Yeah. They come out and explicitly say, yeah. that was Jimmy Olsen that died there. Definitely yeah. dead. Definitely him. Definitely yeah. dead. Oh man, yeah, because like Jimmy Olsen Jr.'s on the way. It, it just seems like they're they're trying to fit everything in in their first phase with mm-hmm. the hopes of landing an audience, and have so far kind of failed. They've yeah. just really got a first phase. And what is what angers me about this is that because of all the production troubles this movie had, the hardcore ass DCEU fanboys are like tearing up the you know it had a poor opening weekend so this must be Joss Whedon's fault because we want the Zack Snyder director's cut etc you know something that might not actually exist (laughs) yeah well you know those are the type of people who think that Man of Steel is a good movie so those people's opinions are not valid who love BVS and I just can't relate with those people like you can understand Finding things to like in BVS. There are things I like in BVS. I gave it a three out of ten. That's not a zero. Yeah. <laughs> you what know, is, I like is... that opening scene. I like Wonder Woman for her fifteen minutes. Yeah. That's probably it. But I mean, that's something. But I mean, like, if you watch any movie and you can't find any, like, at least one thing good about it, you're just a miserable person. I would say. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> there were some real shitty movies. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, you don't always have to find something good, but I mean, and like I said, there was some good stuff, but to, you know, come and say, yeah, it's better than anything Marvel's putting out is pure straight and delusional. Mm. Not that Marvel's putting a gold, you know, into what, their 16th movie now? Yeah. But, you know, it's consistently decent. Mm -hmm. But like Thor Ragnarok was definitely better than Justice League, right? Like, like wire to wire, it was absolutely better. And And it wasn't perfect, not by a long shot. Not even close. uh, I enjoyed myself coming out of that movie. <laughs> that was a an incredibly confused movie, but I don't regret seeing it. Correct. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't relate this movie most directly to like Thor: Dark World, which is the bottom of the pit of the MCU. <laughs> really, you think Justice League was was Thor: Dark World? It feels like it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 because like I think it feels like it mostly just in bad guy form. Like, it was yeah, really, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, in terms of like the thread, in terms of like you know, we have this sort of you know yeah. global convergence where we have this once in ten thousand years sort of event that's happening, mm-hmm. and now you know someone's got to be at the forefront of stopping it. Like, it, it felt very similar. Yeah. To me. I just I felt like I walked out of Justice League and I just kind of. I mean, I really thought I focused more on the positive than on the... Uh... Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Matt. And we're mm-hmm. getting into, like, our, our final scores here. Mm-hmm. But you had said that, eh, it's okay. <laughs> that yeah. was your review at the beginning. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we've now spent, like, what, an hour and a half talking shit? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, like... <laughs> well, we talked about the good stuff, too. Like, I really thought that, like, obviously, uh, Diana still remains the number one bit. And I thought that Cyborg looked really good in this. And, and... Yeah, I wanted to briefly touch on this as well. Um, so, we had Wonder Woman standalone movie. Mm-hmm. By Patty Jenkins, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the issue right there that I don't remember her name. But... No, it's Patty Jenkins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I mean, but then not only did we now have an Amazon movie, a movie containing Amazons and Wonder Woman directed by a man, we had it directed by Zack fucking Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, the director of uh, Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 
I counted at least two or three upskirts and then a lot of leather pants. Yeah. And, you know, Amazons who are deep in the throes of, like, you know, apocalyptic war combat wearing, you know, leather bras. Yeah. You know, like, this is, it, it was male gaze, the Amazon movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because, like, there was the, the, the one hero shot of the late, like, the... There were like the three or four Amazons who, down the beams. Like, yeah, whose job was to like swing the hammer and smash the beams, and it was just like I mean, you know, from lingerie football league. Yeah, it was. Yeah, wow, great pull. It was very lingerie <laughs> football league. I mean, I enjoyed it for as a male for the for the split like two seconds that it happened. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it just felt especially cheap after Wonder but, Woman. Right. Yeah. Wonder Woman did such a Absolutely. great job. It just felt gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I, they did, that's they did get to look badass, badass though. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I you're 100 percent right. That was pretty rad, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's everything after that, right? It's just yeah. all the like, you know, here's Wonder Woman jumping out of a spider tank, which exists for some reason, and her you can literally see her budget. I go like, come on. Yeah, there there were a few like that. That yeah, a few shots like that that I was like, eh, dumb. But I just overall, I walked out of Justice League, and I I said. Like, it's like I said earlier, I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, okay, we got a Justice League movie and I just bitched about it the whole way. Now, that said, I did some bitching because mostly, and mostly about Batman because Batman's my dude and I hate to see him treated like that. But like, I walked out and I'm just like, I'm going to focus on the positive on this one, right? And I, I think, like, here's the question for me. Did you like it? Like, this, I think, will be the most divisive one. Did you like it more or less than Suicide Squad? More. Uh, I, really I think but, I agree with Adam on this I think I like it's it tight. Way... it's tight but yeah the, the Suicide Squad and Justice League are both movies that if they were on TV and I was at your place in mm-hmm. Barry and we were having a couple beers I'd be like yeah let's watch Suicide Squad yeah and like it's 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 what the Flophouse podcast would call a good bad movie where mm-hmm. I want to watch it because now that I'm outside of a theater I can literally scream at my TV and have a good time doing that. Yeah, it's like Con Air, right? It's not a good movie, but I'm still gonna watch it every time it comes on television. So I love <laughs> The Rock because I mean, there's a lot of irony in that because mm-hmm. <laughs> The Rock is not a good movie, but nope. it's, I posit the best Michael Bay movie. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a movie that is that is objectively yeah. bad that's yeah. fine no, I, just, I just i it's i think for me suicide squad was bad enough that i can't even really enjoy it that much in an ironic way um mm. all those characters you know it's it's a it's a batman movie with two minutes of batman yeah yeah they, they so royally screwed up so many characters that have such <laughs> potential that yeah. i'm so busy getting upset at things that shouldn't really matter, but do to me. Yeah, absolutely. Objectively, right? yeah. I can't. I can't put it above. I totally agree, and yeah. this might be one of those decisions that, like, you know, once I sleep on it, once I, you know, depending on the day, depending on what I had for breakfast, my opinion might change. Like they're that tight yeah. in my mind. Um, this movie comes out ahead of BVS for me, uh, mm-hmm. specifically because they did some redeeming things with Superman for like the 20 minutes that he was on screen mm-hmm. and because it was like an hour shorter than BVS <laughs> that's basically it it's it's kind of <laughs> sad to say it because it's it's not a great movie it's an okay movie with flaws glaring flaws <laughs> and yes. again they still aren't quite like there's spots where you're like okay 
they're getting it here, but here they're not getting it and stuff like that. Actually, let me make, quickly make this comparison. That you said that you'll occasionally like go onto YouTube and watch those like six minute scenes of mm-hmm. Batman, like in the warehouse scene and the fighting Superman scene. Yeah. If I could get a supercut of every Superman scene in this, yeah, the, uh, the fifteen minute like YouTube clip, I would watch that. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good mini movie. Yeah. yeah. Just want more of that Russian family, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah let's do that spin-off. Uh, it's still funny because Justice League is probably the second best movie in the DCEU, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it's not even new. Like it's Wonder Woman, then a gap, and then we're, yeah, we're about to get into Justice ratings. League. I think that I was the low rating on the Wonder Woman podcast that I did with you and Carly. Mm-hmm. I was low at eight out of ten. Okay. Um, I would give this a four. Wow, second best movie. Oh, well, you're you're right there with Rotten Tomatoes because they got it's forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is low. I think it's low. I'm 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 gonna go. I think I'm gonna go six out of ten. I'm gonna go six out of ten for Justice League. Okay, not great. Like it's it's a real like like if if, if I was a teacher and and like like. If I was CB a teacher, <laughs> yeah, you know, it wouldn't be a CB after class. It would be like, it would be something, <laughs> it, yeah, it'd be something along the lines of Justice League means well, but doesn't follow directions and stuff <laughs> like, like some sort of rating like that. Uh, Adam, uh, what's your official rating on, on the Justice League? Long exasperated um, side. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to settle on a number. Um, yeah. It's going to be on the low side, though. I'm going to say three and a half. Ooh. I, listen, I, I wanted so desperately to like this movie. I really mm-hmm. did. I advocated hard for it before I saw it. it, it I, I was all about the let's give it a shot. Um, if, if they had just, if they had tried to do something a little bit different. No. I, understand, <laughs> I understand that they were trying to play it safe because they're in dire straits in terms of uh, their fan base and in terms of their box office gross but you know that that's fine they have to play it a little bit safe it's just i couldn't get past the comparisons the entire time i watched it to better (laughs) better movies or even just not terribly great movies that simply followed through a little bit better they tried for um they you know they tried for this cohesive team that had no cohesion they tried to make these you know glib little side remarks that weren't funny like I, I i don't think i laughed at anything that was that seemed to be meant to make me laugh uh you know i, saying, I definitely laughed but not when i should have not, not when i was supposed to exactly <laughs> yeah you're, you're I, laughing I laughed the russian family wasn't dead yeah <laughs> I, I laughed at a lot of stuff that they did not want me to laugh at yeah. and anything that was was you know they they paused for half a beat afterwards to let me chuckle in the theater i did not chuckle yeah. and and at the end of the day i'm watching it's like all oh, these bug men are the chitari and this is this you know you know this is the this is the tesseract all over again and this yeah. is just another generic man swinging a giant uh weapon that when he gets defeated a, an empty helmet falls down Sauron <laughs> style. Yeah. I, I, there, was, there was nothing in there that i saw that was new or interesting other than maybe a superman who isn't grimdark and the and the comparison is too easy because it just came out but the helmet is the same as surtur's in thor ragnarok <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just i i like i said i wanted to like it so bad and maybe with a little bit of time and distance, I'll soften on it a bit. But mm-hmm. my my initial reaction was not 
good. To, uh, to follow that point, my 4 to 10 is actually higher than I expected. Yeah. I went into it expecting much worse than I had got. I, yeah. I, I think, I think that, I think that by most measures, it wasn't a great movie. It was okay. I'm sure at some point I'll put it back on and I'll enjoy it. But, um, you know, it it, it didn't do justice to the uh, to the characters that were in it, other mm-hmm. than a few notable exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrecked my boy Batman. Uh, <laughs> my boy! <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't make effective use of a lot of existing material they could have pulled, pulled from very effectively without needing to like straight up crib a, a, a plot or anything like that. And mm-hmm. it done anything other than, you know, ancient being come back for power box that is being yeah, guarded destroy the earth to destroy the earth for <laughs> unknown motivations. Maybe we could have seen something great there, but yeah, yeah it, it, it wasn't there. I mean, it's a, it's for like my final review for this is it's, it's, it's a little better. Like I walked into this and Miller will vouch for this. I walked into this thought thinking this was going to be just the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. I honestly thought it was going to be worse than BBS. It wasn't worse than BBS. So maybe because my expectations were so low and that they hurdled a really low bar. You know, you so felt, you felt a sense of triumph. Yeah, <laughs> not not triumph. Well, triumph is a strong word, but like, <laughs> but like it it, it, it was. A, yeah, it's just I, I for whatever reason I'm choosing to focus on what they got right in this one as opposed to the bad. And it's just man, that Batman was so bad. Like the the yeah. stuff they gave Affleck to do. Again, not blaming Affleck for it. It's just It's interesting. Actually. It's 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 more of the same it's more of the same with this DCEU is that somebody has to tap somebody on one of the money guys on the shoulder and say, Listen, we got like there just has to be some, and obviously it'll never happen, but there has to be a boardroom meeting somewhere on the Warner Brothers lot for this mm-hmm. DC Extended Universe that they had going on, and some guy has to be Spartacus and stand up and say, this ain't right, and here's what we're doing right, here's what we're doing wrong, and you'll notice that the list of, of what we're doing wrong is a lot longer than the list of what we're doing right, and we need to yeah. flip-flop it here. They're just, they're ha- like, somebody has to stand up and do it, right? Oh, getting into another like 15 minute conversation, it's interesting to note, Matt, that, I mean, mm-hmm. Adam's score on this movie aside, for the last four DCEU movies that we've uh, uh, recorded on this podcast, reviewed mm-hmm. on this podcast, uh, because this podcast started after Man of Steel, um, I've been the one giving the low score. And I wonder if this just hits me on like an emotional level mm-hmm. where like, same as like The Last Airbender, right? Which is the yeah. worst movie I'd ever seen because I was so close to the source material. Mm-hmm. And anytime Superman's on screen, also... it's not done well, I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will note I, I do rate both Man of Steel and BBS better than you do consistently every yeah, time. We talk yeah, yeah, and, and for sure, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and that's what makes me wonder. Like, it is you know, it, it's just that close to me, and I feel like emotionally ruined. Like, I, I don't think I can come at these reviews super objectively, but I mean, mm-hmm. also this is a shoutcast, and no one's asking no, me to. No, no yeah. nor should you, and, yeah. and and to pretend that there's such a thing as an objective review. No, I, I just think that... So if, disingenuous that... I just think that if any of, like, our, you know, 50 listeners are coming to this podcast and wondering what my hot take is, I mean, they're going to get basically what they expect at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the crossover podcast drinking game is not an episode goes by where I don't take a shit on Zack Snyder. Um, you know, here we are again. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I wonder if if you if you aren't close to the source material, 
I mean, I this. Well, but the I'm little just, things. I, if I enjoy Marvel movies because I'm not close to the source material. Maybe, but I mean, like I'm I'm close to the source material in in the Marvel ones too. And you and I are usually pretty close on those. Yeah, but like, yeah, like like they get most of their stuff right. It's just a little thing. Like if if I wasn't close to the source material and I'm just going to see like, like if I'm if I'm you know Joe Cool who's just going to see Justice League because it's like whatever I'm gonna I'm gonna take my lady or or man or whoever you happen to be with. And we're gonna go see Justice League, and we're gonna pay our ten bucks, and we're gonna sit yeah, down. Sure, and, and, yeah, well, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, sure, Batman's in it, and you don't, you're, uh, you, you know that Batman is like Detective Ninja, but you don't necessarily know that. Hey, Batman's not supposed to use guns, so when you see Batman standing there shooting at things, you just kind of go, oh, hey, that's cool. Batman's just firing laser beams at 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 you know, flying bug dudes who they're apparently calling parad you know demons and stuff like that. You'd be like. Hey, that's kind of cool, but like, you know, as a fanboy, I sit there and I go, "Why is he fucking shooting guns? God damn it!" Like, just very quickly because we're verging on a two-hour podcast. Yeah. But the number one—that's not Batman point for me, mm-hmm. which is when he's uh, in the Batmobile and all those parademons are chasing him, and Alfred says, "Oh, we didn't quite think this one through, did we?" Yeah. You know, a superhero is not. <laughs> Yeah. You know who thinks things through? Is goddamn Batman. The fucking Batman, yeah. It's like, he knows exactly what he's doing. That's... It just felt like he was on a suicide run for most of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really strange. Man, yeah, yeah again. They had actually addressed and made a core part of his character in that movie. Could have worked well. Oh, yeah. But why would but, they do that? <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. Like, if they had, if they had made him actually mm-hmm. seem remorseful about superman in any way other than diana saying you see him like you maybe you're remorseful and him going like no i'm tough on batman no definitely not <laughs> drink <laughs> yeah um if they, if they had if they had uh, come at it with that angle at all that could have been it, it could have been well executed they yeah. just didn't because they don't they never do yeah. they don't seem to understand god their characters yeah. or yeah just need a guy to tap him on the shoulder. Hopefully it can be... hire a nerd and listen to yeah. it. Hopefully, hopefully it can be Joss Whedon. find a better for... editor because I need to yeah. put an extra 20 minutes into this movie without making a two-hour and 20-minute movie. <laughs> By the way, the uh, sequence where the Flash nudges Diana's sword back into her hand and she somehow super... Yeah, super grabbed it with a blinding. It's the yeah. first Quicksilver scene I've seen two days. Yeah, I was hoping that that would be good and then it turned out to not be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... I... Uh, whatever. I was completely indifferent to that. Honestly, I had no opinion on it. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like, it just felt it felt so much like a Quicksilver scene. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it a little bit, also I was just like, because again, this is like this weird Ezra Miller Year One Flash, where it's just like, dude, you could have done so much more than just tap the sword back to her. <laughs> it's like, figure out your powers, man. It's ridiculous. It, yeah. It, uh, it, it's it's just one more in a laundry list of things that I looked at yeah. and went, well, this has been done elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, first and better and more often and yeah yeah so my final thing i'm going to say about justice league is for whatever reason batman versus superman was divisive on the internet and it shouldn't have been because it was a complete piece of shit this is the one that should be divisive that's what yes. i'll say i'll definitely say yeah that. i would yeah. agree yeah. I can understand why someone would like this. I yeah. don't, but I could see why someone would. Yeah, like if, if, if the DCEU fanboys were, were to argue this one on the net as being good, I could I could see it and get behind it a little bit. BVS, I don't, like defending BVS, I don't get whatsoever. That was a garbage film from beginning to end, except for a couple of Batman action sequences. 
All right. So <laughs> I think that's it. I, I got I got nothing else to say other than uh, I hated that I was forced to watch that uh, Deadpool fucking thing. I don't know if you guys got that oh, at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I had been avoiding that like the goddamn so plague, and then it was shoved down my fucking throat uh, at this. I, I I hadn't seen it one other time, and we got the we got the PG version. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you? There's, there's oh, two versions of it apparently. Is oh yeah, I don't imagine. Well, because like he was making it's just like I just, like here's the thing. People like I hate Deadpool. People like yep. Deadpool. I, I I don't begrudge people liking Deadpool. There, there's the second drinking game. <laughs> I don't want Deadpool shoved down my throat. I don't want it. He is fucking everywhere, right? Like he was on the cover of Good. A comic book movie. You're there to see a comic book movie. What's the difference? Uh, well, no, because like it was fun to see a uh, Deadpool trailer preceding a, uh, a Deathstroke PS scene. <laughs> yeah, right. Like there you go. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah, there's that which I didn't think of. Good point by you, Miller. Is it, like so? There's that, but there's also the like. It's just I don't want to see this character. I don't want him shoved down my throat. He's on the cover of Good Housekeeping magazine. They're doing another like giant <laughs> fucking ad campaign for 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 him, and it's just like okay, people like Deadpool. I get it. Like they're gonna go see the movie. You can scale back the fucking. I don't have to see Deadpool fucking everywhere. Yeah, and like, here's the thing. Here, here's the here's the the here's here's what we'll go out on. So I saw that thing, and quite frankly. That Bob, like that Bob Ross thing. I don't know if I saw some sort of uncensored thing, but it wasn't funny. I'm, like it was Family Guy. They they were making Family Guy jokes in that thing where he's just like swearing and and talking in a Bob Ross voice and then pretending to jerk off his his paintbrush and stuff. So like so first off, it's this incredibly lowbrow Family Guy esque humor that irritated the shit out of me. And then there was this so a row behind me. There's some teenage moron. In a Ottawa Senators jersey, who's oh, laughing his ass there it off? Is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, here it is. So this is this is the guy who's laughing his ass off at Deadpool, jerking off a a, a paintbrush, jerking off a paintbrush, and then like when it ends, I kind of roll my eyes and it's like whatever, I'm, I'm not gonna let it bother me. But but the, this jackass in an Ottawa Senators jersey goes, can't wait for I fucking can't wait for Deadpool too. Then the I don't know if you got the trailer for the Rampage movie with the rock like the no, video no, game movie. Got Jumanji. You yeah. got Jumanji. I got the I got the Rampage Rock movie right where it's like that movie's coming out on April twentieth, gentlemen, four twenty. So they flashed up. You know, Rampage, coming out 420. And the kid in the Ottawa Senators jersey goes, <laughs> 420, <laughs> there you go, Ryan Reynolds. That's your fucking audience. The idiot who laughs at a fucking 420 joke. So there you go. Congratulations, Deadpool. You'll make another $200 million. But there's your fart joke, family guy, 420 laughing at audience that you like. And if I never see another Deadpool anything, it'll be too soon. Fuck's uh, sake. Point of contrast, I will still laugh at the occasional 420 joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good 420 jokes out there, man. It, it wasn't a joke! They just said the movie came out on 420 and the kid laughed and thought it was funny. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a fuck joke. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck's sake. Like, that's your, that's your, that's your audience. That's your, that's your core audience there, Deadpool. That's your core audience. Someone who, who sees the date April 4th, April 4th, or April 20th and fucking laughs at it. Jesus Christ. Fucking Deadpool. Whatever. Well, I'm now I'm pissed off. So much about Deadpool in this uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Justice League run. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. pissed off. Now I'm, I'm just pissed off. Game yeah, it's true. Oh man. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. Uh, Adam, go ahead and plug all of your stuff, good sir. 
Oh, just go to hi101.ca and you can find everything else from there. It's probably the easiest way to go. Uh, do people know what HI101 is? I've plugged it many times. Go this ahead, this month uh, in November, uh, mm-hmm. I was the guest and Adam and I talked for far too long about alchemy. Good lord. It's a good chat. Be prepared mm-hmm. to have your mind wrecked. I really enjoyed the first half. Haven't haven't uh, listened to the second part yet. second part was released like a few days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah over the weekend. Yeah. Haven't had a ch- yeah, haven't had a chance to check that out, but definitely will do. Was uh, too much Justice League and too much Punisher to watch. Uh, give me your twenty second take on the Punisher so far, Miller. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> twenty seconds. Uh, hot take on Punisher is I don't really have one. It's a character that I don't care about, and I've watched six episodes of the Marvel series, and mm-hmm. it's failed to grab me in any meaningful way. I might not go back and finish it. Interesting. I give a shit. Strange. I, I'm three episodes in, and I was surprised at how good it's been. Maybe because my expectations are exceptionally low for the Marvel Netflix series, because Iron Fist and Defenders was so piss poor. But, uh, yeah. And there's plenty of time for it to fall apart, because I still got ten more hours. So, yeah. That's that's my take. That's my quick take on the Punisher so far. Yep. Surprising. Uh, crossover. We'll be back later on in the week. We gotta. I gotta try to make up for my just <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Can't stress this enough. Awful picks from last week, which I knew were gonna be <laughs> awful. I said on the podcast, I had no. I said on the last podcast, I said I have no feel for this week, and you should fade me. And a couple people did fade me and made a lot of money this week. And. Uh, message me on Twitter about it, so I'm pretty proud of it. It is the uh, NFL Week 12 upcoming. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, NFL uh, Week 12 coming up on uh, the Crossover Podcast. We'll be back later on this week with uh, Bill and Craig, and we'll do that as we do every week. And after that, we'll reconvene after we see the Punisher, and we'll we'll finish Punisher. We'll finish Punisher and review it. Maybe my my terrible opinion will improve. Yeah, and hopefully no more Deadpool rants going forward for me. But if they keep uh, shoving them in my face, (laughs) they're going to keep getting Deadpool rants period uh full Uh, stop so uh that's it uh thank you very much for you guys for doing this on short notice had to put the bad signal up and uh you guys thankfully responded for (laughs) five seconds after having seen the flick so uh much appreciated that with you guys uh take care and we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast good night So bad.